Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad podcast, everybody. I'm Keegan Preslack. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere get together, hopefully once an epoch, uh, and talk like, about horror movies. It's like three months now. Yeah. You know, we're in a it, pandemic. It's actually not that bad. I mean, it's only been like two months. Right. And so we've gone longer and it's gotten... Have we gone longer outside the pandemic? I think so. Really? Well, with your hiatus and everything. Oh, okay. Um, but so, I mean, it has... I don't know. Two months, I feel like, isn't that bad. Here's my thing. Go I, ahead. I complain about recording, yeah. but, but I want to record. Me I, too. I want to be here. Me too. Even though there's the struggle of like coming up with an idea right? and, for, and making time to get together. So, and, so we can talk to 20 people. Correct. But <laughs> I, I, I think those 20 people care. I think they do too. So, and I'm, I'm so, so thank happy you for that caring. they do care. Yeah. I'm forever grateful for the, I would say, 10 people that do listen. Do you think we'd get more listeners if we had a regular episode? I do. Like do you if think we more content would 100%. attract people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if we did if we did a podcast an episode like I would say if we did once a week, Holy I feel like shit. We, I know. But I the podcast have to be kind of something different at that point. We couldn't do like top fives every week. Sure. But here's the thing. There's no movies coming out. Yeah. So we're almost kind of like just well, spinning we wheels. We got VOD shit. We do have VOD shit. That's a good point. But like usually, you know, because a weekly thing, you could do like, oh, you know what? This came out. We'll do a full review and it'll be an sure. hour and a half episode where we review, you know, like we did an it review before it chapter one or whatever it was at the time. Um, so we, you know, but with movies not coming out except for like one or two in three months, it's kind of tough. your take on Antebellum coming to premium VOD. Do you so, give a shit? Yeah. So here's the weird part about that. I'm excited about that. But everybody was like, and including you, like, oh, I want Candyman, Candyman, Fuck Candyman. yeah. And uh, did you hear me say Candyman three times? It's five times. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> safe then. No, hey, I'm but safe. Keep going. No, so, um, but like Antebellum, I'm not trying to compare, but like I want to see Candyman. Oh, my God. I want to see Candyman in a theater. I so, but Antebellum, like I was just kind of interested in. So the idea that I'll be able to watch that at home is really exciting. Right. Especially with nothing to do. But when I hear Candyman, it'd be like if they said, like, oh, Halloween Kills is going to be out next week. Now, that would be exciting. I mean, trust me. I'd be excited. Sure. But I would also be really disappointed to see Halloween Kills in a theater. Or, I'm sorry. Not in a theater. Home. Yeah. Right. I'm struggling already. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously. So, what about you, Obvious Antidote? pros and cons. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to drop. I, I hope it's just $20. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, um, like, like Mulan's going to be 30 Did and, you see that? Uh, yeah. Is it $30 plus you have to be a Disney You have to be a, a Disney subscriber? Plus subscriber, and oh, it's twenty nine ninety nine. So but they're jerking like, your chain for about 37 bucks, But yeah. still, 20 bucks, 30 bucks is cheap, that's I feel, really good. For, for premium VOD. Yes. No, I agree. For like The thing is, is if you compare it to anything else, it doesn't make sense. But like in the case of Mulan, which I mean, I know this is a horror podcast, but... That is a massive Disney right, movie. Right. Like, so to the idea that you're going to be able to pay $30 for that is, that's like a really good deal. Right. Like, if two of you split that, sure. That is go, yeah. like going to the theater. That's, that's what I was going to say. That's a normal movie ticket price. Yeah. But, you know, it was funny because I saw some celebration online like, oh, I'm excited to see Mulan at home. And of course, my first reaction is, uh oh. Like, I'm, right. I'm concerned. 
because I don't know. I just need the theater back. I just need let, real quick. What is this episode about? And then let's keep talking oh, coronavirus. Okay, sure. We we didn't announce like the last episode we did. I think we didn't say what we were doing until forty five minutes in. Right. We 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 were doing. Um, okay, so we're doing our our top five favorite comfort horror films. Right. You know, the, the horror films that we go to that make us happy. Right. And you know we have kind of different definitions and different ideas. I, my movies are actually going to change definition of comfort as my list goes on. Okay. But I'll point out which definition of comfort I'm using. Right. And comfort could be anything as bad as like cannibal Holocaust. The, it's not that it's an, it's, it's not that it makes you feel good. It can be that. Right. We're, but it we're not be, saying the opposite of uncomfortable. Right. Right. The idea is it's, it's what it's your go-to really. Right. And we, and that really could be the episode title, you know, your go-to horror movies, right? Which are movies that you're like, fuck, I don't know what else to watch. I'll put this on. Right. And so, and, and our idea here is it's like, maybe, you know, I've been watching a lot of these while during the pandemic because I'm just like lost. Right. And there's nothing to fucking do and nothing to watch. But back to the fucking coronavirus. Um, yeah. Halloween kills is delayed. And I, I guess we have to stay hopeful that this is just temporary. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if this became the new norm, that would definitely suck. Like I miss, you know what I fucking missed? What do you fucking I miss? I miss fucking going to the theater with you guys last summer oh. just to watch bullshit conjuring spinoff films. For sure. I yeah. miss fucking going to the theater with or you like, guys to watch the child's play remake. Yep. Like who knew that would make me so happy? Yeah. You know, don't take shit for granted. Yeah, definitely don't. I mean, I don't feel like I took it for granted, but I also feel like whenever I do go back to the theater, like I feel like I'm going to cry when I finally go back to the theater. You finally sit down. I'm an emotional guy, you know, and and the idea that I can't go, you know, I I call it my church. You know, I don't go to church, but I go to the theater once a week. And so it's so weird. You know, on the last episode we talked about like, man, this is the longest of my lifetime. I haven't been to a theater. Mm -hmm. Well, that was two and a half months ago. Right. Now we're five months in. And this is 100% the longest in my lifetime, other than being a baby, sure. you know, which I still am a baby. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is the longest in my lifetime I haven't been to a theater. And this is just weird. I was going to tell you, did you see that the El Paso Theater is open? Which one? The, the, the IMAX Cinemarks? one. Or- uh, the IMAX one that's in the Bassett Place Mall. Shout out to El Paso. Is uh, it Cinemark that's in El no. Paso? Well, yeah, Cinemark is there, but this okay. theater is actually Premier is what okay. it's called. But uh, anyways, they're showing five dollar like older films, and they're they're actually showing the rental. Are right there now. any health uh, requirements? Yeah, you, you have, have to. to yeah, your mask is required, and you have to buy you have to buy online ahead of time to make sure that your seating is six feet apart. Here's my thing. Okay, I'm I'm pro mask. I was gonna tell you what they were showing. Okay, go uh, ahead. But I wanted to go today actually, or over the weekend, because they were showing fucking Empire Strikes Back. Oh wow! Like um, they were showing the rental. They were showing Relic. That newer okay. horror film. Yep. And um, they were showing The Goonies and then a bunch of other kids bullshit. But I was like, fuck, I want to go. But then at the same time, it's like, and travel to El Paso. Right. To potentially, yeah. Right. Bad exactly. idea. So go ahead. Oh, I was just, uh, uh, E-Dog's pro mask. And so, so am I. And uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got that out there. And I guess my thinking is like, okay, you can you can say masks are mandatory, but are fuckers going to leave it on no. throughout the film? Like, that's my thing. I, I would. No. I got no problem with that, but, but how, how can they uh, enforce that? I, I, they can't even enforce I don't, fuckers I don't think from... they can, but the, the point isn't that. The point is telling you, like, you need to wear a mask when you go in, when you go to the bathroom, when you order food for the employees. Everybody needs to wear it when they're interacting. Mm-hmm. And then your group of people should be six feet from another group, and that's how it should start back up. And yeah, 
we could get into how you're pro you know, you're, you're in proximity, all these things. Sure. Um, you should wear a mask during the film, but I'm just saying like, as long as you were taking precautions, I feel like it makes sense. Okay. But if we're not, and I, you don't require masks in those interactions or in the bathroom or whatever, then I feel like it's irresponsible. I guess just personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Right. Unless I knew if you could give me a goddamn guarantee. Yeah. We, everyone's going to keep their fucking mask need, on. We just need that vaccine. Right. I mean, that's yeah. where we're at. Sure. Yeah. It's never going to be normal again without it. Yeah. Because like we're coming up on the NFL season, which I know nobody gives a shit about, mm -hmm. but I, you're going to find me hanging from the bathroom. If uh, that's a reference, um, if, if there's no NFL season or if it gets canceled or fucked up. So mm. anyways, uh, I think, is that coronavirus? This is a, this is a whole nother topic. Oh, here we go. This is a whole nother fucking topic, but first, well, wait, I, we missed, I want to point out, we, just one we thing. missed the halo or not halo. Sorry. Hang on. Eric's phone is ringing. Do you need to get that? I don't know who that is. Well, no, we missed that. Uh, we just kind of glazed over that Halloween Kills got delayed a year. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, we don't. That's it. It's just it's upsetting. But it's also like when I saw it, I was like, well, shit, at least it'll be hopefully normal by then. Right. Because I don't want that movie to go straight to VOT. Right. So I guess that was it. I just we can't glaze over that. My most anticipated movie of the year is now not coming out for another year. Right. So um, it just sucks. I guess I like that we have a date. Yeah, me too. Whereas, like, right now with Candyman, it's like, I don't it, know. They say September, but, like, do you believe that? No. I don't believe that. No. It's the same thing with, like, Tenet, where it's like, well, we're going to put it out, like, September 4th, maybe, kind of, somewhere. Right. And it's like, well, you, just delay it. You know what I loved was uh, how dramatic one of the Tenet trailers was when it concluded with, like, Tenet is coming to theaters. Yeah. Not yet, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it definitely can't be here until the end of August because I think, like, in New Mexico, we, we physically cannot open a movie theater with the current rules, which are extended to the end of August. Gotcha. So no matter what, we're not going to be able to go to a theater. Uh, but again, you know, we could get into should we or should we not. I don't know. It just sucks. This whole fucking thing sucks. Absolutely. So it's frustrating. 100%. So what's your what's your random... I just wanted to point out that we're, curr we're currently recording by candlelight? Yes. That's this is the first time a Ghoul Squad episode has recorded by candlelight. It smells nice. Yeah, it does. Uh, I should say we're at my brother's house again. Yes. So Th shout out. Thank to, you, Ben Preslak. Shout out to Ben Preslak. Go ahead. Shout over as here. loud as you can, Ben. Hello. Uh, ben has decided he's not going to try to get on this episode. Yeah, because he was so bad on the last episode. <laughs> 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 he decided that um, the, the decision was made for him. I I thought you were going to get on, Doc. No. So um, anyway. We're at his house, so he's still yes. got Colby, yep. the Colby Jack Cheese dog. Yep. Uh, he's very tired. He just went on a trip, so he may not be as loud today. Okay. But <laughs> Did you guys just get back last night? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes? Okay. I'm, I'm trying to include Ben, but yeah. we'll keep going. Um, so he was at Ben's house, and yeah, we've got a nice candle here. We've got yeah. uh, some flowers as well next to us. I don't know if those are dog treats or cookies are on the table. Cookies. Cookies. They kind of look like dog treats. Yes. So. Ben just needs like a headset mic over there so he could just sit. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be tight <laughs> if we could like remotely get no Ben in? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be kind of tight. No, that'd be badass. You know, or we just need what's this called? Uh, well, this is Andrew Sierra's recording equipment. Specifically, Shout out this Andrew. wire. Uh, that this is splitter. like ox. It's like an RCA. You just need a third one so he can get fucking. Yeah, but that that's just audio. Could, could you record with this? No. Okay. Well, that settles that. 
Um, I tried, Ben. Where else are we going? You had some kind of story you were going to tell about why you were able to record today. Oh, right? yeah. So, so as you know, mentioned in every single fucking episode about, you know, E-Dog not wanting to record. Eric works for the Federal Reserve. Uh, which I guess is falling apart with this new Postmaster General, but E-Dog won't go into that. Uh, there's a few dominoes that just kind of uh, fell into place for me. Number one being uh, is my day off. It's my scheduled day off. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, Melissa went to go hang out with a friend. So E-Dog was like, okay, what am I going to do? But number three. Shout out, Melissa. The Number three, the biggest one was, okay, whenever I skate, I regularly just go to my mother's house and skate the driveway. Okay. Well, the driveway, I mean... The fucking street is getting fucking redone, Uh-oh. paved. So what? I can't skate today. <laughs> so I was like, Keegan, you, you can wanna... skate out here. I thought about bringing my board. Yeah, you could. So I so I texted you and I was like, Hey, you want to record? You said yes. So and then I asked I, you, if I can't skate, I guess I'll record. Your texts were so short. I was like, Do you hate me now? And you're like, What the fuck does that mean? I was yeah. like, Well, I don't know. Just that I'm making a recorded I, person. I mean, I mean, I asked you. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess if I was trying to record in another way, I would have been like, hey, do you want to try to record on Anchor again? And the answer would have been no. Yeah. But no. What, I, what I was disappointed about was like, I thought we were going to try again. We figured it out. It had to be 30 minute increments. And then we just said, yeah. fuck that idea. I just feel like it's so like, why not like compromise your immune system for two hours? For tw- our 20 listeners. Yes, exactly. You're and welcome. Potentially risk life-threatening um, illness. Lifelong illness. Yes. yes. Okay. So uh, now that we've got that out of the way. Yes. I think that's it for our intro bullshit. Yeah. That's a, it was good. Uh, shout out to Andrew. Sierra, what's up, bud? Thanks for your podcast equipment. You're never getting it back. Oh, I forgot. And and Lucas Middleton yeah. tweeted that he needed some more yes. uh, ghoul squad. And I think Jameson Lucas like retweeted that. And then I put the eye emoji. So, so, the side so it was the peer pressure. Right. Getting another episode in. So there you go, I, guys. I've fallen for that twice yeah. now. In order to get Eric Hoff to risk his own life, yes. all you have to do is peer pressure him. And, so, I mean, if I you told skate. him to jump off a bridge, as long as you couldn't skate, he'd do it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> I think that's it. All I was going to mention was I, I had this written down. That's why I said Halo earlier. I just want to say Halo Infinite. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm not liking what they're saying so far. It's fucking Halo. So yeah, I'm like so super cares? excited. Yeah. Right. But I don't like the idea that it's going to be free to play. I don't like that it's going to be like like even more of a sandbox, yeah. like open world. But I mean, obviously, I'm going to be there for it. And I'm such a cheap ass that, you know, like I want an Xbox X. Series X. Series X, but every time I see like a Halo promoted tweet and it concludes with also available on Xbox One, I'm like, it's going to be oh, so bad. Why don't Xbox I just one. wait? Because you don't even especially have, if it's going to be free to play. You don't have a One X, do you? You have a One S. I have a launch. Okay, so one a day one edition. What's what's bullshit is I've been playing Skater XL and that shit will just like freeze for literally like three seconds yeah. mid trick and then come back. I, I'm just telling you right now, I would not play Halo Infinite on the one. original Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm just excited for it. Everybody's like talking shit about it and said it looks bad. And I get what everybody's saying, like that the graphics or whatever didn't look that uh, like that great. But I thought it looked nice. Like I, it, it's crisp. It's 4K. It's 60 frames. I'm. Mean, it's Halo. So that, I thought it looked good. That five minute campaign play was like badass. I yeah. Thought. I, I think it looks good. I just don't like what they're telling me about right. it. Right. And it's been a little odd the way like well, it's a it's a se- the build was several weeks old and all this weird shit they said. I also I don't like how they're saying like this is it for Halo. I don't yeah. like how they're they're not calling it like part 6. They yeah. they're saying they can like build into it. I don't like what they're saying so far. 
I'm but obviously just, I'm excited. For I'm it. just excited for the the multiplayer, but I hope that it's not four shots, headshot, kill. What else can like, it be? That's Halo. Well, it's gonna suck then. I love Halo, but Halo Five is frustrating. And with that, this is the Halo podcast. Thank you for listening to the Halo yeah. podcast. Yeah. I just want to pre-order the new fucking Xbox. Right? Like, why they, they still have? So, so you're gonna get one at launch. I'm pre-ordering it the day it's available to okay. pre-order. Uh, I can't wait. That's hey. good motivation. Yeah, you should get it too. I think I'm, that's, I'm that's trying to get I'm Ben saying. to get it, but Ben's not really a gamer. He just likes to play Fortnite for okay. the dances. Okay. <laughs> He's just laughing. All right, that's it for our, our opening bullshit. Our topic, like we said, will be our top five comfort horror films. Uh, but I think we should get into what we've been watching. Yes, absolutely. Hit it. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Okay, Eric. To put what? on hand sanitizer. Let's all go to the lobby wearing masks. Yep. <laughs> Staying six feet apart. Yep. Pouring um, Coca-Cola in a cup that's been sanitized. It's been... You know what motherfucking Dana used to tell me he would do? What? Uh, he I would, don't want to hear this. He would take fucking uh, soda cups out of the trash and oh just refill God. them. Uh, you think he'd do that now in this current state of I, affairs? I, I, don't, I don't think he would, but like he told me that one time. And I, I was like, not. you wild. Eric... Let's just talk the rental, right? Okay, go ahead. I have I have not seen the film. You didn't see it? I've still and you know what? I what love What the fuck it. you I watched lo- host but didn't watch the rental. And I well, I don't have to pay for host and the host was 56 minutes long. And okay. Here's the thing with with the rental uh I don't have a good excuse. Yeah. Like I love who was in front and behind uh, the camera. Right. Yeah, so I haven't seen host yet okay. either. So there you go. And I have no excuse cuz it's 56 fucking minutes. Um, I almost watched it yesterday, but I watched something else, which I'll tell you about later. Okay. Um, yeah. So the rental, it's Dave Franco's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, this has kind of been like a lot of buzz cause there's nothing to fucking talk about. And you know what? It's really good, but it's also like kind of the same thing. Like the moment it starts for me, it's like, okay, this is going to be this. And it's exactly what you think it's going to be. It plays out pretty much how you would expect. And then it's kind of over. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah. What so, genre would it fall into in, in the horror realm? Home Invasion. Okay. Sort of. But really, you know, it's about... Uh, it's not Dave Frigo. It's actually Dan Stevens. Correct. From The Guest. Yeah. Dan Stevens. What's her name? Allison Brie. Allison Brie. Uh, and then two other people I do not recognize. One is from what show, Ben? Shameless? Who's that person? Showtime? Shameless. Yep. William H. Macy? Uh, not William H. Macy. <laughs> but uh, anyways, four people go to like a, let's just say a cabin out in the middle of nowhere to okay. like have a good weekend. And uh, a lot of sexy time happens. Some debauchery. Titties? Uh, yes, I think. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't fucking remember, guys. Yeah, definitely not Allison Brie. I can tell you that. You see her uh, titties and glow, but keep going. Oh, well, well. <laughs> calm down a little bit. So, no. So, uh, you know, go to a cabin in the, in the middle of nowhere and then, you know, there is some, there's, here's what I would say about the rental. Okay. Let me say what the threat is. The okay. threat is there's a looming guy that rented it to them that they don't like. 
Um, and that guy that rented it to him, they think is going is is fucking with them and potentially uh, at a certain point there is found a camera in the house. I will say that. And so then they start to, 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 to think, is this guy that rented us the house watching us? Is he, is there someone trying to kill us? And then from there, uh, it never becomes supernatural. No, no. Okay. And so let me just quickly say Go the ahead. important thing about the rental, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's an actor first time directing. And so what he did very, very well, which is why I think it is worth watching is just characters. Okay. I'm not saying they're like likable or great, but like their actual interactions, I cared about them at a certain point. Mm. And I remember watching it thinking, wow, huh, I think I care about these people, which I was kind of blown away. Right. I'm not saying it's fucking Dallas Buyers Club, but I did care about these characters and these people. And again, maybe it's because it's Dan Stevens and like Allison Brie and they're likable, you know, mm-hmm. then, but um, I cared about them. You know, and then the horror aspect is just pretty minor and pretty like it's not that much of a horror film in my opinion. Mm. Uh, of course, it gets crazy at the end, and it is a horror film, but it's I mean, it takes a long time for anything quote unquote horror to happen. Mm. Um, which again, I'm not saying is necessarily like a knock on the film. Uh, I just thought that as far as the plot and the film, it was kind of it kind of just runs itself out and it was over where I felt like it should have built to like, it should have tension, 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 tension and built to this explosion. And it sort of just kind of falls out. And then the movie's over. It it does sound like though, since you enjoyed the characters, yes, that's not a bad thing that it's not right. And I wrapping up the entire time. I think like had, had the characters and the actors not been like pretty good, Mm -hmm. this would be like almost a nothing movie. Oh wow. But with, but no, it's to, to the film's credit, like that part is good. They are good. I cared about them. And so by the time that it did end, I thought, oh, that was, that was good. I thought it was good. Uh, I don't think it's great, but I thought it was good. That's uh, a rental. Me, correct me if I'm wrong. Dave Franco co-wrote with Joe Swanberg. Yes. So that's cool. I feel like we haven't heard from him recently. Yeah. And it has, is that fair? you know, it has like your next type elements, you know, it's shot. It's almost like. It's almost like Dave Franco watched your next and maybe the strangers and then, you know, something with more character probably. Um, and then was like, yeah, but like actors and like, yeah, that's, that's cool. It's good. I Sounds think you should cool. for sure watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I need to stop sleeping. I did not love it, but I liked it a lot. Mm, that, and was, that was very e-dog right there. G what just talk up the fucking film and then, eh, it was all right. I liked it. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I described that well, that I thought it had good aspects and I cared, but the film as a whole, it's like, eh, I liked it. 90 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Okay, good. Breezy, great actors, great looking actors. So I liked it for that. So that, that was The Rental, and that's obviously available on VOD. I think we rented it for six ninety nine. dollars um, I will say this. As a film that just dropped that we were just able to watch at, for like a movie night, mm-hmm. perfect. Perfect fucking just throw it on, six ninety nine in the pandemic. I think everybody should watch the rental, but I don't think it's like. Is I'm, it going to make your list at the end of the year? I would probably. Well, shit. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck else? What is? else is going to make it? Huh? The Invisible Man, and then that's it. <laughs> Nothing else is coming to mind. Yeah. The, uh, well, you got to watch Host. Yes, I do have to watch Host. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the rental. Check it out. I liked it. Just didn't love it. Eric. Are you going to talk host now? Yes, I'll, I will talk so host. So I, I slept on it, so yell at me for sleeping on it. Uh, you, you just said you don't have a reason to watch it. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're shutterless? Right. 
Okay. I am usually shutterless. I, I usually, or one time I offered you a uh, trial code and you're like, I've gone through too many email addresses with shutter. Yes. Um, I've used all the secondary email addresses I have to get free shutter. Shutter, sponsor us. I, and I, by that, I mean, give us a $5 account for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've said this a hundred times. It's the best $5 I spend a month. I am not against Shutter in any way. My thing is, is what I do is I cancel it, wait for something I want to see like host, which I do want to see, and then I just pay $5 to watch it like I'm renting it. That makes sense. And then I cancel it that month. Um, I'm, I'm this, the worst kind of subscription buyer. This Friday is, uh, they're doing a Joe Bob like summer sleepover, but it's cool because it's like Adam Green and like his crew. Like, oh, nice. It's going to be Adam Green, Kane Hodder. Uh, Joe Lynch. Brian Quinn. Joe Lynch is not going to be there. Uh, oh, Tiff- I Tiffany, Tiffany Shepard. Something happened in there? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so it's cool that it's going to be like Adam Green's crew. So I assume they're going to show a hatchet. Hopefully. With all those people there. Uh, Felissa Rose. Yeah. So um, getting to the host, um, I love a Shutter original. Yeah. I love a Shutter exclusive. They, they rarely do me wrong. Um, and host is a film that I will say initially, like, I didn't give a fuck about like the, the, the premise of a film shot entirely over zoom. And I'm going to say right now, if they indeed shot it over zoom, like how, how did it come out so good? Yeah. There's like special effects and there's like stunts. And I'm just like, how did you do that? Just pointing the camera at somebody like that shit must've been very well, you know, planned and choreographed. Right. Exactly. Um, so I was just super impressed with the film. Uh, that they shot it over this format. Um, rewinding to before I've seen the film, um, I didn't like that idea. You know, it's supposed to be a, a group of friends perform a seance over Zoom, and I was like, eh, that's that's passable for E Dog. But, right. but then every but then they kept retweeting like every motherfucker who watched it, and then they like and it has like a fucking hundred percent on like Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll watch your goddamn Zoom film. And uh, it was fucking uh, excellent. It's uh, these six friends. Uh, it currently takes place during, you know, the, the pandemic. pandemic that we're in right now. That's good. And I guess like they actually shot like two minutes, or excuse me, two months ago. So, you know, they even shot this uh, during uh, the pandemic. A group of six friends get together uh, to hang out on Zoom. And I guess like they regularly have like board games or something like that whenever they hang out. But tonight they have a... Um, Help me with the term I'm looking for. Someone who could perform a seance. Um, All the words I could think of could... A pro- spiritualist? I don't okay. know. They, I was going to say like a gypsy, but I think that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they've invited this uh, woman to join them. Like on- a paranormal expert or something? Right, exactly. Like what What are they in fucking um, insidious? You know, whatever Lee Wannell's Ghost character... Hunters? Oh, okay. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> so, so, someone, you know, who whoever can, Lin Shay is, who, who can, con- right, exactly. Yeah, Lin you know, Shay con- contact Insidious. the spiritual world. Right. Yeah. And the majority of them kind of don't give a shit. Like one's kind of afraid that they're going to do this and the other, and they're like not interested in this idea of, of, of trying to conduct a seance. So the seance begins and the, the woman who's performing it is asking the women to, um, notice something around them like is is there is there someone trying to come in contact with them right and so one of the girls starts saying that she notices something and she starts saying that uh she remembers a little boy that uh she went to school with that was nice to her when other kids were mean but then the kid ended up 
dying. Mm-hmm. And so... Are you going to spoil any of this for me? Because I am going to watch this. I don't think this is a spoiler. Okay, I'm just setting the film up for Okay, you. go ahead. So, um, mysteriously, the girl who's connecting, or who's, who's performing the seance gets disconnected. Okay. And all the other girls are like, you know, what the fuck? This is crazy, you know? But the girl who says that she did experience something finally says, I'm just bullshitting. I'm just fucking with you guys. Absolutely nothing happened. Like, I'm basically just giving this woman shit. Right. So eventually shit starts to pop off. Right. And they're able to reconnect with this woman. And she tells them that by doing so, by making somebody up, she has invited right. something evil, a demon to come and start fucking with them. We gave them permission to enter the doll. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. You did what? So we see, you know, so it's these six women on screen the entire time. Oh, there's, there's one dude, but he's not in it too often. Anyways, so we see what's happening to them. And then we see, you know, when they're getting fucked with by the this demon, and then we're seeing like the other women's reaction, you right? Know? Like they want they want to help, but they can't. but they can't, right? right. Exactly. I mean, that that same thing, but it's a terrible movie. Did you ever see the first Unfriended? That's funny you say that because I was it's I, like that's the bad version. Of this. I I was I was texting with Mr. Shane Saw Massacre about host. What up, Shane? And he was like, "You need to watch Unfriended." And I said, "I've seen I, I've seen bad things about it." And he was like, "No, it's really good." So I currently have it in my HBO well, Max list. Now I feel bad. Sorry, Shane. Uh, <laughs> I saw that movie. Well, no, I told him I was like, I heard shit about it. I saw that movie in theater. I feel like the only cool thing about Unfriended is that it takes place over over computers, mm-hmm. but that was brought to much better life in um, Searching. Mm. that movie searching that is like the way better version of something like unfriended um also chonies i remember one of the characters in that movie chonies like over and over and over again chonies uh, i have heard part two is good have you seen which is a totally two? different thing because that's the deep web or d- whatever web. The, sorry the dark web yeah which never mind okay i'm not gonna I, get I, into maybe, that's maybe, not, maybe we can do an episode of computer filled horror yeah that'd um, be fun uh there was that one film uh, where it's like uh, people are watching like snuff films like over the internet. What was that one? That um, one was really creepy. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it does. I can't remember. I remember that one being cool. So anyways, back to um, Host. Eight uh, millimeter. Um, eventually, eight millimeters tight. Oh, rip Joel Schumacher. Oh, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Yes, RIP. Um, so finally, like the film just like gets going. Okay. Where it's just like scares and it, there, there's a fair number of jump scares. I had one spoiled for me already. And and it got to a point where I was like, I, I think I want to turn this off. Yeah. Because of like how creepy it is. But with its brisk runtime of 56 minutes. You didn't even have it, time. It, it's over. Enough, yeah. It's over, yeah. Uh, strongly recommend you watch uh, Host. And I saw a fun tweet that suggested watch it on your computer. Oh, that's good. To kind of just amplify the idea that you're, you know, in a Zoom right. hangout. I feel like it's like, you know, I'm not saying they're not movies, but I feel like it's better. They're more like these, these films are almost more like, um, experiences than they are films. Like in my opinion, mm. um, not, it's not a pejorative or in a bad way, like an experience in like, this is kind of a new media experience like searching or, um, unfriended. Mm. Uh, I feel like there is one more, which one are we missing? Well, this one I'm talking about with the snuff films, but I'm drawing a blank. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Shout out into the, into the wind. If you know what we're talking yeah, about, tweet us. Yes. Uh, so that was... That was host. Host. Strong and recommendation. I'm fucking up not seeing it, so I will see it. Um, I want to talk a movie real quick that's not horror, okay. but it's genre. Did Wait you watch Palm Springs? I did watch Palm Springs. Yeah. Uh, I really, really liked that movie, so yeah, I just wanted too. to bring that up. Uh, you liked it as well? Very silly. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about it or just leave it at that? Uh, I love Andy Samberg. I'll yeah. go if you want to go. 
Uh, I love Andy Samberg. I love uh, basically. Let's just talk about it more like this. Where I, I guess I love time loop movies. Mm. Um, you know, Groundhog Day style films where we repeat the same day and you learn something about yourself and the human condition and the whole thing. Um, it's funny how they're all like the exact same plot where it's like you start out one way, but then realize through this, doing the same thing over and over that you need to change it inside and be somebody better. I guess Palm Springs kind of has the, the twist that we learned that Andy Samberg's character, he's been stuck in this day for like a huge a long time. Yeah. Right. So he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. The best part is like when they're drinking beer, driving down the highway. Right. Um, that's my favorite part of the movie. Which probably, yeah, it's just, I just think it's so stupid. Uh, they're basically, they're just drinking beer everywhere, like the whole movie. Right. Uh, there's like a part where they're like having like a birthday for each other in the bar, even though yeah. it's like not their birthday and yeah. everyone else is confused by it. And they're like dancing and stuff. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I really it, like it's Palm a fun Springs. play on that, on that little genre. Yep. Uh, yeah. Palm Springs on Hulu. I mean, it's not horror, but it's genre. Mm. Uh, I loved Palm Springs. Um, you know, I liked Palm Springs way more than the rental. So there you go. Okay. Uh, again, like the rental, but Palm Springs is just like, I feel like it's a full complete film where, uh, the rental was lacking for me. Mm. Um, real quick, I'll throw in that. I watched uh twilight zone season two. I got two uh, Aaron Moorhead's and Justin Benson's yes. episode. Like I stopped there. That was the last one we watched. So we, I watched him with uh, Ben and Sabra, my brother shout out. And um, we've we've gotten to that episode, which I think is like the eighth episode or maybe the sixth. It's the sixth, and it's called eight. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I didn't think that episode was good at all. Really? Well, I don't know. I, kinda, I was I not feel feeling like this it. whole season hasn't been uh, enjoyable. See, I disagree. I like. I think it's like the first four are really good, and I, I want to say there's two that aren't that good. The first four. Uh, the second one is the one where we learn that we're living in a simulation yeah. and we're being controlled and, and the game is being rebooted. Yeah. But one of the women is like glitching out. Yep. I thought that was fucking terrible. Well, it's like, a, I hated that episode it. is literally 33 minutes long, so I didn't mind it. Uh, it felt a lot longer. Uh, but I can't even remember the other like, ones. But I think that, that I, almost feels like uh, is like if someone was like trying to like knock off the Twilight Zone and did a poor job. Yeah. To me. Yeah, I don't think that episode's very good, so I'm not going to defend it. But I, there, there's one that I really liked, and now I'm fucking blanking on it. I think it was the first one. Um, give me just a second. But uh, I don't know. I just love watching these little 40-minute episodes that um, are just just quick and easy bites of entertainment. Oh, God. You know what was another bad one? Which one? Uh, the one where that alien is in uh, that couple's basement, and it takes the form of their daughter. I don't think we've I don't think we've seen that one yet. Oh, it might be the episode after. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I want to like Twilight Zone so much, but it just keeps striking out for me. Oh God! The, or the episode where the girl becomes famous uh, for being a musician. Oh, I really like that one. I thought that was another bad one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, I want to say that one's short too. Oh, the the first one was when. Uh, that man and woman, they can hear each other in their head. Oh, I really like that one. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that one you're talking about, it's called downtime. That one was directed by JD Dillard. Yeah. That's what's cool. This, this, uh, season has had excellent, uh, directors. Uh, the woman who directed a girl locks home alone at night, did an episode. Um, Oz Perkins did, yeah. the, did the finale. Uh, I, I said Benson and Moorhead. They, yeah. They really swung for the fences with these directors. Yeah. I don't. I think I feel similar to the first season of, and we're talking about the Twilight Zone, the the reboot, uh, the Jordan Peele produced. Uh, you know, 
I feel similar to this season than I do the last season where I think the last season had better ones so far at least. But for me, they're not supposed to be the greatest thing ever, all of them. It's just fun drop-in, drop-out entertainment of like a wild situation. I, I The Twilight Zone is what it is. That's fair. So maybe, I, maybe I have a too high of a standard for yeah. it. Yeah, and I guess what I'm getting at is like it's drop-in, drop-out. It's not something you're going to – you might rewatch one to two of them sometime – but the rest of it's just supposed to be an experience of just like popping on the Twilight Zone and diving into a world with a mystery and then it unveiling and then it being over. So I, I love that. I'm not saying they're perfect. I just enjoy the experience of the Twilight Zone. Uh, I've been watching it with Melissa and it's been a real minute since we've gone back to it. And like, I wouldn't care if we don't go back. <laughs> it's the only reason I have CBS All Access. Okay. Just for that. Uh, Eric. Yes. Got something? I do, uh, and these are actually the last two I have on my list. Okay, watching I've got a list. couple random things. So. Uh, I was explaining to Keegan, I'm, I'm always guilty of saying I watch this film, but then I don't remember it because we've been so long, and so that's just what I did. I was like, I'm just going to cut all this okay. fucking bullshit. Uh, Code Red has put two recent uh, Jungle Holocaust Italian cannibal films uh, to blue. Um, I was going to order Jungle Holocaust, but I couldn't remember if that was a good one or a bad one. I'm here to tell you, sir. Uh-oh. Uh, Jungle Holocaust is directed by Ruggiero yes. Diodato, who, of course, directed uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, God. Sure. Yep. Yes. Um, Jungle Holocaust is part one in like an unofficial cannibal. Cut and run. Correct. It's yep. part three of, of Diodato's cannibal trilogy. I want to see it. So go ahead, Eric. I've seen Jungle Holocaust like a real minute ago. On DVD. Right. I used to have the, Sh- I still do, have the Shriek Show uh, DVD. Uh, I'm not a supplemental features kind of guy, but whenever I was like replacing the DVD with the Blu-ray, I was like, oh, this DVD has some bonus features that um, the blue doesn't. You know, this DVD still has worth. Um, So you kept it? And and, and I guess I just want to say, I mean, I I wouldn't just like throw it away. Right. But like in my head, I was like, this DVD still has worth. And uh, uh, these fucking blues, just in terms of like its audio and visual presentation, yeah. is fucking really uh, good. Like, I don't know anything about Code Red uh, blues, but yeah. color me impressed with these. We've talked about Code Red a lot, where Code Red used to be just run by one guy. I'm not going to get into it. But, but now Kino distributes them? Right. Now, it like he like sold his whole catalog in the name to Code Red to, like I, I guess it's Kino or whoever. Mm-hmm. Scorpion releasing is another area where it's the same thing. And um, now they're like legit Blu-rays. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I have the house on the edge of the park uh, Blu-ray that was from Code Red originally. And uh, it actually looks really good, but it's like it's kind of an amateurly produced Blu-ray. I have one other Code Red, and I can't remember what it is now. Uh, while I was watching Slave of the Cannibal God, Melissa was like... He directed that too, right? Slave, house on the Edge of the Park? House on the Edge of the Park Isn't that is, is Diodato. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Slave of the Cannibal God is directed by... Um, Sergio Martino, who did okay. who did Torso. Um, while I was watching uh, Cannibal God, uh, Melissa was like, "Can you turn it down?" Like, like the blue just hits that hard. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. So just, which one was better? Uh, they're both really fucking good. Wow. Which I'm I'm very happy to say. Um, so Jungle Holocaust uh, is about this guy. He he's flying over the uh, Amazon jungle. His plane crashes, and he's taken uh, prisoner. He's he's captured by a tribe of cannibals. Right. And while he's in his cell, he's just like regularly like tortured and humiliated. Like he gets like pissed on. Um, And I kind of feel like going into Jungle Holocaust, since I didn't remember it, since I hadn't seen it in so long, I kind of felt like, what can compare to to Cannibal Holocaust? Right. And uh, 
Uh, Jungle Holocaust is just a shade less nasty than Cannibal Holocaust. Really? So I'm therefore endorsing Jungle, Jungle Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm saying if you're if you're watching a cannibal film for cannibal film aspects, Jungle Holocaust will uh satiate your appetite. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um we're big fans of Cannibal Holocaust uh on this podcast. I yes. don't know if everybody knows that, but we like Cannibal yes. Holocaust. We don't and like the animal violence in the film, but we do love that movie. All right, well that's what E Dog's are getting to. Yep. Um so you know how in Cannibal Holocaust there's the turtle scene? Yes. There's an alligator scene Ugh. in uh did you watch Holocaust? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. E-Dog likes Italian there, cannibal films. There, I'm not saying I endorse the animal violence. Yeah. Was there a cruelty-free version there, to watch? There is not a cruelty-free okay. version. Uh, Slave of the Cannibal God. I've uh, actually never watched the cruelty-free version of Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, I have, and it just lacks the punch yeah. of uh, the original uncut version of the film. Yeah. Uh, Slave of the Cannibal God is about a woman whose husband has gone missing on this island. And so she hires this man to take them to this island to go looking for uh, her husband. And guess what? There's cannibals. You see, there's a, it's, it's, it's a myth that okay. there's this mountain uh, that's like hard to reach okay. on this island that this cannibalistic tribe lives. But everyone's like, nah. That's just bullshit. Right. This, this is just a made-up story. Uh, spoiler alert: This cannibalistic tribe <laughs> does, uh, does exist. exist. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would almost say the animal cruelty in this is like the hardest to watch. Really, a, a lot of it is animal on animal, and some of it, dog, just lingers the fuck on. I was just like, holy shit, can this please stop? You know, like, I don't want to see this monkey with its head in its snake, within a snake's mouth any longer. Right. Like, like it was getting too much for, for E-Dog. Um, having said that, if you're looking for an Italian cannibal film, da, I fully endorse both of these new Code Red Blues. How close are they to um, to uh, Cannibal Ferox? Uh, in terms of being an quality. Italian cannibal film? Just quality, yeah. Oh, uh, it, they're like right up there. Really? Like, like, if, like if we were doing a cannibal episode, like these would probably be in my top five. Uh oh. Yeah. Like they're that good. Uh, no, I'm just saying idea. Um, no. Okay. Cool. I mean, I want. I, I almost ordered Jungle Holocaust, but it's hard to pull the trigger on a twenty dollar. Uh, I just remember you not being that into Jungle Holocaust, so I never, I never ordered it. Uh, my, or maybe it was that, Cut and that, Run that you didn't like. That's fair. Cut and Run. I feel like I've. Um, I'm a little less excited about, but I also feel like that's one I'd also be down to revisit. Right. That's definitely the less of the cannibal trilogy. Right. Exactly. Right. Like it like starts off in like Miami. And that was, uh, just right there. I was talking cut and run, but the two films I was just discussing jungle Holocaust slave of the cannibal God. And they're on Amazon. Like easily you can just order them. They're yeah. 20 bucks. Man, I really want to see jungle Holocaust. It's excellent. Uh, I'd like to borrow your shit, but you don't let people borrow anything. Uh, and I think that's it, right? That's that's it for me. Okay, that's my, that's my what I've been watching. I've got some shit. random shit. Lay them on me. Okay, so I finally saw Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. How good is it? Was not that into it. Ah, so I liked. Uh, you know, I feel like I do this a lot. You know, I liked it. I thought it was okay, but then at times I thought it was like super cheap. I see the 4K case over there. Yeah, Ben, did you like Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich? He. I was not here. Oh, okay. Ben he wasn't here it. for it. Okay. I watched it by myself. You watched. Puppet master by yourself at your brother's house. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, just to get out of the house. So, <laughs> you know, I was not that into this movie. 
Really? I Lay it on me. So I like I like everything that's being set up. I like the gore. There's nudity. It, it has a lot of score by Fabio Frizzi. Fabio Frizzi. It has good aspects. But Barbara then, Crampton. Yes. By the time it's over, though, it just gets so amateur towards the end. And I feel bad. I'm sure they didn't have a whole lot of money. But like the score right, drops the out, main monster. just everything okay. starts to become very cheap. It's all, it, it felt like if you and I made a movie towards the end of the movie. Damn, we made a good like, movie. Why? Well, I know, but <laughs> we would trust me. Our movie would not be this good. Um, but I don't know. Was not super into it. Um, I also watched. Maybe it was because I know what happened. Like it's Cinestate, and so I watched oh. the special features after. And one of the first people talking is that guy that was like accused of all that horrible shit. Oh, really? Um, and man, isn't that just a bummer? It's a huge bummer. And maybe that was coloring the way I was looking at the film, but I also just feel like it was kind of amateurly made towards the end. Like I remember it was just like people running with no score and like, just like hitting puppets. And I just, I don't know. I was just like, eh, like what the fuck? This feels cheap. Mm. So I don't know. I was not super into it. My notes. I, this is the only thing I have notes for. Lay them on me. This is it's uh, Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. It's fine, more amateur than expected, bad to good at times. <laughs> uh, did you know S. Craig Zaylor wrote yeah, it? Yeah, wrote it. Yeah. yeah, that colored my uh, maybe that colored my opinion on the film as well. I'm not sure. Are you telling me you're just anti all those guys now? No, I I I tried to watch the movie not thinking about it, and then I don't know. I don't I, know. I, no, I 100% agree with you. We're, we're referring kind of like to the, that Cinestate had this huge, this the production company behind this film and uh, other films. I can't even remember. The, the, basically all of S. Craig Zaylor's shit, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99, shit like that. Correct. Um, anyways, they had a big controversy. Fuck them. Whatever. Um, What's, uh, one, of the, one of the aspects I'm feeling similar is... Um, Blue Underground tweeted that they're going to do a 4K of uh, Vigilante. Yeah. I fucking love that film. Um, Fred Williamson's in that movie. And Fred Williamson is one of the dudes who was accused of oh, sexual really? misconduct in VFW. And so now I'm just like, fuck, I can't get that. Yeah. It's Fred Williamson. Well, I watched another one released by, it's not Cinestate at all, but it was uh, RLJ uh, mm, Entertainment. And I, I finally watched Mayhem. Oh, did you like it? I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I I feel like the violence is super like extreme. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was just kind of a lot of Stephen Yen yelling, mm-hmm. um, and so I got tired of that at a certain point. But Samara Weaving, I was just gonna say, but Sam Weaving. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if she wasn't in it, I would have not given a fuck about this movie at all. Really, I really like Mayhem. Uh, but I liked it. I liked it. I don't know. It I took, thought it was okay. It took me a second viewing to come around to. Maybe that would help. We love Joe Lynch on this right. podcast. Um, and yeah, if it, I like Sam Weaving in the movie, the rest of it, I thought it was okay. Mm. Um, it starts to get a little bit repetitive with just like yelling to the bosses over and over and over again that I'm going to fuck you up in this whole thing. Uh, it gets a little uh, trite, a little, I don't know. I was not super into it, but mm. I liked Mayhem more than Puppet Master The Littlest Reich. Like, I think Mayhem is a good movie. I think Puppet Master The Littlest Reich is like okay. I love the gore. I love the craziness of Puppet Master, but I just feel like it was like missing that extra punch. Like it felt like it was, I don't know, cheaply made. I'm glad you finally got to these films. Yeah. So I I feel like they're films of note. Yeah, for sure. That's why I watched them finally. Uh, Rewatched Club Dread. 
Mm. I love Club Dread. I feel I've like I've never seen it. I feel like nobody in the horror genre gives a fuck about Club Dread. The reason I do is I love Broken Lizards. Okay. Uh, Lizard. I love uh, Super Troopers, Beer Fest, um, Club Dread. Uh, what's What's the other one that I'm missing? Tell me what Club Dread is. Set so, it up for me. So Club Dread is literally just. Um, Should I watch? I still Club know Dread? what you did last summer, but with the the Broken Lizard guys. So it's so it's a comedic take of right. You know, so everybody summer. goes to I still know what you did last summer. Uh, everybody goes to like an island and there's a slasher on the island, and it's a joke about like uh, not Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. So Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, mm. and it's a spin on that, but it's Coconut Pete. Is that his name, Ben? Coconut Pete, and he you know he's played by uh, Coconut Pete is played by uh, the late Bill Paxton. Oh, wow. And it's a blast. It's just fucking fun as fuck. Penelope. You, you, you're you going to have to see it because it's dumb, but it's amazing. Mm. Uh, there's a slasher on the island that just rips people up, and it's fun. Did, have you watched Dude Bro uh, no. Massacre? No. Uh, that's great. And I and I feel like I'm getting the same vibes from it where yeah. it's like a silly slasher. Like, yeah. and, and they know they're being silly. Yeah, it, it's, you know, there's a slasher, and it's, it's a whodunit. You know, very similar to like to slashers where it's like a whodunit where it's like who's killing all the people on the island. Uh, but it's dumb and stupid. And uh, I would consider this a drinking movie in my opinion. Uh, I've asked this question before. I'm going to ask it again. How do you like your slashers? Whodunit? Or we know straight from the start who's doing the killing. I like whodunit. I love me whodunit's a whodunit. It's a lot of fun. I love me a whodunit. You know what I watched? Uh, what? Uh? And uh, sorry for interrupting your club, Fred. I watched Urban Legend 2. Oh. I I love the Is first that the urban, final cut. That's the final cut. Okay. I love the first Urban Legend. Am I in the minority with that? I don't love it. I like that movie. And the uh, best part is uh, Daniel Harris at the beginning of the first one. Yeah. Uh, I went into Urban Legend two thinking I was going to enjoy it more because it like takes place at a film school. Yeah. I thought I would enjoy all the film. No. Um, Josh Jackson nuts. is in that, isn't he? I don't know who Josh Jackson is. Yeah, uh, Pacey from uh, uh, Dawson's Creek. I never watched Dawson's Creek. Yeah, he's in it. Okay. Um, and then you know, like you, you learn like the students are com- are are working on making a student film, and the best one is picked. Uh, they're awarded like the Hitchcock. Yep. It's like stuff like that, and like I, if I fucking didn't like it. No, I didn't no. like it. I so didn't what- like. The killer, it's reveal, it's motivation. I liked how the first one was someone is killing them through with the idea of an urban legend. And right. in this one, our our protagonist is making a film on urgent on urban legends and someone is killing people with the urban legends that she's using in her film. Yeah. Uh E Dog wasn't buying it. Yeah, it kind of it's like it's the you know, this is that movie is the perfect example of like don't make your movie about people making a movie. Unless right. you really want to swing for the fences. I, um, you know, like, I'm trying to think maybe... I mean, it's not really making a movie. It's a documentary. But, like, I'm I'm thinking... Um, uh, fuck. Uh, Leslie Vernon. Rise of Leslie right. Vernon. Um, Other than that, no. I just went in thinking, like, oh, this is going to be, like, screamish. Like, if yeah. you're going to be, like, dropping horror director titles, you yeah. know, names. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't care for it. You know, and, and to keep going on that, like, what you just got at is why, like... I'll cringe unless it's like, you better be really good if you're going to do that. Right. Because like it scream could easily be bad, but it's directed by Wes Craven. It's fucking amazing. But you know, if you just want to say, Oh yeah. And Lovecraft and, and Hitchcock and, and Carpenter, 
Right. It's like that doesn't make a movie good just because you're referencing horror. Sure. Or if your characters are named right. Romero and Carpenter. <laughs> exactly. Um, since we're talking uh, Scream uh-huh. for a second, that's cool that we – looks like we got our core cast back for yeah. Scream 5. Yeah, and it's the fucking – it's radio silence. So that's – wow, that's shaping up to be something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm excited, but I feel like uh, when is that ever going to come out now? Sure. Because everything's going to get moved to shooting. Next year. Yeah, when yeah. They, can, they start shooting. Uh, I got one more thing, and we'll get out of this. Lay it on. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, man. Rewatched it. So good. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking so amazing. Good. Great pandemic movie where you just need to laugh. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Fucking watch it. College Crunch. So good. That's it. I'm done. Uh, Eric, do you have a segment that we like to call? Eric Coffin's Terratunes. Eric Coffin's Terratunes. Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you. Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you. Yes, so the horror punk band that I want to talk about on this episode of the Terratunes is another band that I found cruising the horror punk tag on Bandcamp. And you were also watching Cruising. Uh, good movie. Uh, Murder Rock. Uh, Murder Rock is the name of the 1984 Lucio Fulci yes, film. Sir. Dance. Giallo's Dancing Death. Yep. And uh, the nods to Fulci by the band Murder Rock don't end there. Uh-oh. Uh, everybody's favorite skilled surgeon who became so obsessed with unlocking the secrets of immortality that he butchered his own family, Dr. Freudstein, uh, graces Murder Rock's 2016 album, Splatter Generation. Um, with songs about House by the Cemetery, Cemetery Man, the Beyond, Pieces, and the New York Ripper, I think Murder Rock is my favorite horror punk band for now. High praise. Um, here is the track Freudstein. Uh, one of the reasons I think this song rips so hard is because one of the verses is from Freudstein's perspective. Let that shit play, duh. So in addition to uh, Bandcamp, you can also find these guys YouTube, iTunes. Uh, if you like Italian horror films, and you should. I mean, you're listening to us. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of Murder Rock. Awesome, Eric. Do they yeah. sing about the uh, bat on the hand at all? No, they don't, unfortunately. Damn. But I mean, that could be an entire track. Yeah. Like, this fucking bat won't leave my hand. I got this bat stuck on my hand. I can't pull this bat off. It goes on for 20 <laughs> minutes. It never will come off, and the movie's over. Uh, I guess you and I can't write music. No, no, not at all. Okay, so that was my terror tunes, which is sad because you used to have a band twenty-five years ago. <laughs> was it that long ago? Uh, high school, high school, which was oh. Jesus Christ. I graduated in two thousand twelve. No, God, two thousand six. Holy shit! Fourteen years ago. God damn, Eric, I'm old. You're old as fuck. Yeah. You look like shit too. Uh, I need to <laughs> shave. <laughs> okay. okay. 
<laughs> which just keep it going, G. With that, I think it's finally time for uh, our feature presentation, which is our top five uh, comfort horror films. Yes. Uh, and so hit the music. All right, well, it's time for our feature presentation, which are the top five horror comfort films. Uh, this topic is not like the most advanced topic that we could possibly no. think of. I guess we're kind of struggling with topics. I thought we were going to rank the Tales from the Hood segment. Yeah, I, I don't know at what point. Like, we, we come up with so much random shit. Bullshit, yeah. At a certain point, I'm always like, I don't know which one we're doing. Like, right. that recently on Twitter, shout out to, uh, who who the fuck was it all? It was uh, Michael Niemeyer. Uh, I think Jamie was included in that. Um, about the Blade? Yeah, about Blade. Dana. Dana. I'm I'm like dog. When I tweet that shit out, I'm serious. I uh, will do a blade episode. I, I mean, you know, but we can't. We it, can't. You can kind of gauge the reaction of this. Two this happened two listen. days ago. We can't suddenly do a blade episode. No, no, two no. Days you're later. right. No, I'm not saying we have to do a blade episode. Yeah, or an episode whenever I tweet something. I'm just saying, you know, throwing out ideas. Yeah. If I'm being honest, just 100 fucking percent. You you know what episode I want to do the most? What? I want to do a Predator episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's not that many of them. That'd no, be easy. Uh, what, six? If we're going to include AVP? And Requiem? Yes, six. Requiem is terrible, Da. I want to watch it again. I haven't seen it since it's the It's so theater. fucking bad. It, I rewatched it recently. You that, can't see anything. That's you, what I was going to say. That's the, uh, Why is it shot so dark? I don't know. That's the Is that the Dowdle brothers? No, Strauss. Strauss brothers. Oh, that's the worst brothers. Hey, they did fucking Skyline. And Skyline's not good. And we're getting those good Skyline sequels. Good? I liked it. You saw it? Yeah. And what was getting... it called? Beyond Skyline? Beyond Skyline and part three is Skylines. Oh, my God, Doc. Uh, well, with that. It's Frank Grillo. <laughs> well, you love Frank Grillo. It's a motherfucker from The Raid. Yep. Yeah. It's badass monster design. Uh, all right, we're doing yeah, a Skylines episode next. Yep, Sky, we're all <laughs> ranking the three Skyline films. <laughs> Even though the third one's not out yet. Yeah, so tweet us what you want us to do, Blade or should we do Predator? Yeah, I'm like so fucking down for both of those episodes. Well, I'll do Predator. I don't give a fuck. I'm so fucking down Predator for is not really horror, but I guess it's genre. Uh, I agree with you, and in my opinion, uh, Predator is just the cool one of the coolest just fucking movie monsters. Save that hot take for the Predator episode. I feel like that's not a hot take. <laughs> just, I know, Eric. Uh, all right, top five comfort films. So, anyways, yes. the reason we were we we're, we're droning on is uh, it's kind of just a fun topic. We just pick just a BS basically right. one one we could throw together. Right, throw together and then sort of just kind of discuss films that make us happy and fill or films that we just throw on because we don't know what else to do. Um, I've got great examples, but they're on my list. So maybe we should just get into it. Yeah. I, I wrote down 15. I, I couldn't even come up with five. It, I, I, I don't know. What, what is wrong with you? And, and, and while we were talking, you were like, comfort doesn't have to mean feel good. Comfort can mean films you just want to revisit. Yeah. Like so basically, I was is, able to come up with a five okay. after you said that. This is basically like your top five most rewatchable movies. Like that's what comfort food means where mm. – you know, I wish I could say my number one because it's like this is what I put on when I'm like, well, what else should I do? So let's start with let me let me throw out two. So I have a lot of honorable mentions. So this will help you, okay? Because you'll you'll agree with a lot of these. Okay, lay them on me, G. So first of all, I just want to get out of the way Jaws. So Jaws isn't really horror in my opinion. That's probably my number one comfort movie. 
But I just didn't put it on anything because it's fucking Jaws. It's your favorite film ever, right? Yeah. And that was, and that was one thing I struggled with. I was like, would I put my favorite film on this list? I mean, think about favorite films. I guess it makes me happy. Like, yes. But let me ask you this. Okay. Would you? Okay. So one of our favorite films of all time is Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. That's not really a comfort food movie. No. You're not just going to throw that on. No. I'm not saying it has to be feel good, but that's not a movie you're going to throw on. Correct? I, I, I guess I guess my definition is not so much the movie itself is feel good, right. but how it makes me feel yes. good. Yes. Okay. But in a similar sense, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Strangers. Okay. I would never put that on a comfort films list just because, again, not so much the subject material, but I'm not going to throw that on because I don't know what else to watch. It's The Strangers. I would have to be in that mood right. to be scared. You right. know, uh, The Conjuring. Love that movie. But it's scary. And it has scary moments, so I wouldn't just throw that on. I would have to be in that mood. Mm. Um, so you'll notice most of my list is like comedies, stuff like that. Okay. So anyways, I wanted to throw out Jaws, and then I also needed to throw out The Burbs, because The Burbs is... Mm, the Burbs is a good pick. Well, The Burbs is the pick, in my opinion. Like, if you don't know what to watch, put The Burbs on. It's the greatest fucking movie of all time. So I didn't want to put these on my list, because those two are too good. I have two more that are kind of just out in the ether, because they're Halloween-related. And I feel like I can't watch these movies in January. Okay. So one is Halloween, the original Halloween. Okay. Right? Because it's so, like, I have to be in October to watch that movie. The other is just simply Trick or Treat. I feel like a Ghoul Squad episode isn't a Ghoul Squad episode unless you talk Trick or Treat. Yeah. Okay. So, well, there you go. Yep. Trick or Treat. Uh, it's a drinking game. Everybody take a shot. Yep. Uh, so Trick or Treat. You know, Trick or Treat's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's not really a comfort food film for me unless it's October. So I'll throw that out there. Okay. Do you want me to just keep droning on here? Uh, unless you want me to start my very short I, list. I don't. Okay. So then drone away. Geez. Cause I have 15 films I wrote down. Okay. I couldn't right. even come up with five. <sighs> this is going so well. Okay. Fifth. Uh, my, my number 15, Eric. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I, I didn't number well, let, these. Let's, let's, let's discuss these 15. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you if I agree with them. Exactly. That's the whole point of this. Okay. So American psycho. That's not a feel-good film to eat. It's not, but I love that movie. I could put it on any time because the movie is such a satire. It's fun. It's funny. He's telling that prostitute to wash her vagina? I just feel bad for her at that point. Well, Eric, when you put it in that context, <laughs> it makes it sound way worse <laughs> that I brought that movie up. Okay. Keep it going, G. Grab a towel. Not the Bichon. Right. Um, American Psycho is one of the greatest movies ever made, but yes, the subject material is mean-spirited, but it's fun to watch. Right. I, I think it's funny how... When, like, when Patrick Bateman runs down the hall wearing, I think he's just in his underwear and tennis shoes, and then he thr he drops the uh, chainsaw the chainsaw down the stairs. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, have you read the book? No, but I know about the book. Uh, I've read the book, and one of my favorite things about the book that's not in the film is, is it the rat? No, there's there's a talk okay. show. I, I, Let's not I, talk about. I that. forgot about the rat. Okay, no, there's there's a talk show that uh, he likes to watch, and he describes the guests. And throughout the book, the guests keep getting like wackier and wackier. And there's a point where he's saying that there is a Cheerio, uh, the cereal, being interviewed on the talk show. Oh, that's funny. It's pretty ridiculous. Because yeah, pretty his, his mind state has deteriorated. I feel like the book is more straightforward in that he's crazy. Right. Whereas I feel like the movie is a bit more, you get to decide. I mean, that movie is, I rewatched it recently, mm -hmm. the 4K, and I was just, I mean, Every time I watch it, it's like, you know, I say this a lot where it's like, is that movie that good? That movie is like ridiculously good. Mm. Like it's so well shot. It's like, it's a like Kubrickian level of, of film. Mary Heron. Heron. 
And it's, it's the director. just insane that somebody made that movie and it's that good and that looks that good too. Mm. Um, I got another film. You ready? Wait a moment, just Alien. Let's, let's talk Alien. Uh, I rewatched Alien for Alien Day. Nice. Which, which is I'm trying April to get my brother 26th. to watch it, but he has refused for six months straight. Period? He's never seen Alien? Nope. Wow. He's saying he's he, seen he, it, he's but he's lying. He's saying he's seen it. Um, I put on <laughs> Alien for Alien Day. And uh, 426. Right? Because yeah. the, the planet... LV. The, right? 246. Correct. Um, and, you know, it just flew by for me. This, it's so good. This, this isn't a film that I would call feel good either. Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical? Fuck the director's cut yep. of both of those films. Well, no. No. Even even aliens. No, the director's cut of Aliens is is amazing. I'm gonna disagree with you on that, G. Wow. And you, I'm a James Cameron guy. I love the director's cut. I'm of a aliens. James Cameron guy. You're not the theatrical cut. So it's theatrical cut. Alien like director's cut of Aliens. Um, I it just flew flew by uh, so so quickly for me that I immediately put on Aliens. Get away double from her, her, you bitch. Yeah. It. I mean, literally, Alien is like top ten greatest movies ever made. It is so fucking good. Yeah. The reason I put it on here is just because if you need something that's fucking great and isn't, you know what I mean? It's a palate cleanser. Fucking put on Alien. Alien for me would be like, cool. Yeah. I I guess I wouldn't go with feel good. I'd be like, you know, I mean, the Xenomorph. you're saying feel good. It doesn't have to be feel good. It makes you feel good. I guess I'm putting it in this box. Yeah. Um, You know, to me, that's more like awesome. Yeah. I agree. I guess that's true. And then I, another one would be Aliens. I mean, I think that's a good one where you just put it on and it's the greatest fucking thing you've ever it's seen. The best fucking climax ever. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Define <laughs> climax. Define climax, Eric. Uh, okay. Another film just to throw out to leave Alien. Okay. Deathgasm. I thought Deathgasm was canceled. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it is, <laughs> but. M- Melissa watched Guns Akimbo. And that's a movie I would have fucking paid to watch. Yeah, me Because too. of the fallout, yep. I didn't fucking watch the movie. I'm trying to separate that movie from like what happened with that director and just the whole thing. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Guns Akimbo, and I know, so if you don't it's know. It's just on Prime right now. I know. It's just available well, to fucking click and it watch, was like, and I want to see it. There was all this hype leading up to it, and then that director just like, he ba- he canceled himself. He like right. ruined his whole career. Right. We- weirdly on Twitter. Like, very weird. Mm-hmm. So... I guess we're not going to get a Deathgasm sequel. And, and what's stupid is it was almost like he was like trying to do a good thing, but then it still turned to just fucking shit. Yeah, it's like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. That would help. Uh, so let's leave it at that. Deathgasm is so good. De- Deathgasm was once fun. Oh, yeah. It still is. I rewatched it recently and it was good. I watched it, I think, when Joe Bob did it for an episode. All right. I'm going to throw out. Keep them going, G. Night of the Creeps. Perfect. Yes. Now that's a film. And that's, that's a, a fun film. That's a film you put on and you just don't even notice. Right. Like not in a bad way. I'm saying like it's so just because you're just enjoying it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's everything we want. It's alien. It's zombies. It's violence. Um, I'm gonna put in the same camp as that Monster Squad. We'll talk Monster Squad. Okay. Uh, so another night of which you don't care for as much as I do. Night of the Comet. I no, fucking I, love I, Night of the Comet. I don't know why I'm not on the Night of the Comet train. I think you have a women problem. Oh, fuck you. I'm kidding, Eric. Uh, no, I love these two women in this movie. I think they're so fucking good. Like when they go to the mall and they're just fucking trying shit on all that shit, it's a blast. That's a I film I'm, I'm going to put effort to rewatch. I rewatched it like a year ago, and I, I think it's spectacular, and I feel like more people should love that movie. Is that Scream Factory Blue just available? Or yeah. Not really? Yep. No? And I, I have that, and it's, it looks great. I love that fucking movie. I might come um, up on that. 
Yeah, Night of the Comet. I mean, if you don't, if you haven't seen Night of the Comet and you love stuff like this, Night of the Comet. It's legit been 10 years for sure. Like, I bought the DVD at Walmart it, one it, time. I think it was like an MGM DVD. Right. My next one, less feel good, but I feel, I, you're going to be, you're going to be surprised at this. The Battery. Okay. I, you know, if I, I love hangout movies where you can just hang out with characters and I feel like the battery is a hangout movie until, you know, of course the ending is a little not hangout, but everything else is just hangout. You know, you Would up, you call it hangout even when they're trapped? Cause I almost feel like to they're, an extent they're like annoyed though with each other and hanging out is like, that's we're what I'm saying. each other's company. Once we get to like the last 30 to 40 minutes, I would say it's not that hangout, mm. but the opening is just such a blast. Mm. It's so much fun to watch them just, just roam around. Well, I guess now that you you've mentioned the battery, I guess after midnight is yeah. also just an excellent hangout film oh, as dude. well. After after midnight is so good. Yeah. Like I would, I wish I would get a physical release. I do. I, you know what? I want to say, I want to say it put it did. out in like, but I want to say there's like a shitty blue on Amazon that's U.S. Oh yeah, didn't I like show it to you? Yeah, yep, yeah. you sent it to me. Um, yeah, uh, that's also something that's just on Prime that gets strong recommendations. Watch from us. after midnight. Yeah. Um, it, it it kind of is that thing where you're like, is Jeremy Gardner a good filmmaker? The answer is holy yes. Yeah. Because After Midnight is so fucking good. Agreed. Um, you want me to just keep rolling? Keep rolling. I will keep talking. Return of the Living Dead. Mm, classic. Yeah. So that's a film where it's like, throw it on. You'll have a blast. And obviously a lot of these are going to be comedies. And that's just a great, great fucking movie. Return it's, of the Living Dead. Yeah. Classic. Uh, you want me to keep going? Keep going. Creep Show 2. Okay. I love Creepshow 2. Most you people feel would Creepshow say Creepshow 1 goes on too long. Yes, I think it's a little too long. Yeah. I mean, Creepshow is a fucking classic, but for whatever reason, I'm upset. I love Creepshow 2. I, I would go 2 over 1 as well. I well, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, I really like Creepshow. Woodenhead, The Raft, oh. and Thanks for the Ride. The Raft. I would like to point something out about the third segment in Creepshow 2. Okay. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yes, it's about a woman, she hits a hitchhiker and uh, he keeps appearing. She's trying to drive away from him. Right. But even though the man is dead, he keeps re- reappearing and asking for a ride. In the first segment from Tales from the Hood, there's a very similar character. And it's portrayed by the same man. Is it really? Yeah. You know, I feel like we talked about that before. So that's just funny that he's he's played a supernatural hitchhiker in, in two different anthology films. Yes. Uh, love Creepshow too. I like it more than the first one. Uh, that arrow blue is one of the best looking fucking things that has come out. Like Creepshow two should not look as good as it does on that arrow blu ray. Uh, after we finished uh, season two of Mindhunter on Netflix, uh-huh. I had my mom watch Creepshow two because the dude with the long hair and the and Chief Woodenhead, yeah, Holt Mc. Kinley or something like something that? like that McHenry something like that yeah he, he's in Mindhunter so that's how I sold my mom on Creepshow too I didn't realize that was him yeah that makes sense he's, he's just like super young with long hair in, in Creepshow okay my number seven is a controversial film let's lay it on me that nobody likes to talk about and I don't know why maybe I saw this young so it appeals to me but it's scary movie mm. I really like scary movie scary movies I can I can put it on any fucking time I laugh it's a great time now I'm panicking uh well Oh, now I'm gonna go and break my leg, and she breaks her leg, and the, the, we've we've talked about it a lot the killer. Ooh. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I think this movie would be an abomination if the killer wasn't so funny. Right. The ghost face killer. How you know he has all these different masks. We've talked about this before. It's almost like he's like a cartoon character, and the rest of the film is like just real, but he's like a cartoon. Uh, like the comedy is cartoonish. 
uh, and I love scary movie, and I feel like everybody hates it. Uh, that's another one that I'd like to revisit. Uh, I was looking for something to watch on Netflix, and a haunted house is on there. Yeah, and you know how they just like play like a scene. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what happened to your furniture, cuz? And uh, it's the scene where they have like a Ouija board, and yep. they're asking if it's a demon or a ghost, but it misspells ghost. And they're like, what's a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we rewatched uh, uh, Haunted House recently. Uh, it's bad, yeah. but it's funny. I also feel like the scene when, when the girlfriend is like farting in the bed. That's some dog humor. Yeah, like there's funny stuff in it because it's, you know, it's Marlon Wayans. Right. And I love Marlon Wayans, but then it's like really bad humor at times. Like, there's this whole subplot where he's just like basically he's fucking like a stuffed animal for like never mind he's practicing having sex with his wife and with a stuffed animal and it goes on for like 30 minutes it's like the whole end of the film right uh but there is stuff in that movie that's really funny uh anyways i love scary movie everybody hates it uh it's probably problematic at this point i have no idea but it's fun uh my number six so we're almost there go ahead okay it's just your next Hmm. i think your next is like I've rewatched it a lot because it's like, well, what do you want to watch? Uh, fuck, you're next. Just because it's it's a blast. I love your next. Mm. Pretty much any slasher you could just put in this list because slashers are always like a simple. Except for Mad Men. At that point, uh, yeah, I'm let, just going to yeah. leave the house. I can't believe we agree so well on Mad Men. Yeah, Mad Men's just not good, G. I don't like Mad Men. Me neither. I, Mad Men Mars. It took me like, I bought it. From Hastings. Me, me too, unfortunately. Rip Hastings. Yeah. And uh, Do you think Hastings would have survived the pandemic? Would we want to go rent a movie knowing, I don't know who's rented this last? I don't think Hastings would survive the pandemic. No, me neither. No. Uh, we miss Hastings. We miss Hastings. I need to stop talking. I need you to talk. Okay. So we're now at our number five. My number five. And my definition. Help, help me, Eric. My definition. I was talking with you when you were la- naming. I, your, I know, but your, I feel like I'm just droning on like I usually do, and I need your fucking help. Okay, okay. So my definition of comfort is going to change throughout this list. Um, and when I told Keegan, uh, you're I a little could, bit comfort confused. I I just couldn't come up with five films that make me feel comfortable. Okay. And and Keegan said, you know what? Um, it could be a film that you just want to revisit. Yeah. And so once he said that, I came up with number five. Let's hear it, Eric. And so your number five, top five comfort film is, is 2018's, uh, the predator. Oh and yeah. And I think it kind of makes sense because yeah. a lot of the films you just said are, are comedies and there's just a ton of humor, um, in the predator. Yeah. Uh, and, somehow, and, and Olivia Munn, uh, sh- uh, Shane black, you know, it's just like quip after quip after quip with the fucking uh, Predators. And I can't think of anything that I want to watch more uh, than that. Uh, that's one of those films that I'm just going to like fucking defend. Like, I'm just going to like, I want to start a Twitter that's just like a fan account for Terminator, Dark Fate, and The Predator. Two films that like the original films are like highly regarded. Right. But then everybody like hates these sequels. And I and I just don't see why. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I, we need to figure out how to do this episode. But they were talking on Twitter there was some rumblings of an episode coming together where it was like movies. And I want to say Wes, shout out to Wes. Uh, he, somebody had an idea and I think it was Wes where, where the idea should be, we should do an episode, maybe our next episode, I don't know, or predator or whatever, but we should do an episode where it's like films. The other person loves, but the other person hates. That'd be interesting. Um, but then I started to think about it. Like there's films you love that I like Pacific Rim uprising, I think is terrible. <laughs> that's another film. Yeah. But that's not a film that I think would make the, the list of 
the right. original film people love. And so there's there's a lot that I feel like I have for you, but like, what would you have for me that you hate? Like, I can't even think of anything. Like that I love, but right. you don't like. You could even just say it's not good or you don't like it. Not that you hate it. I couldn't think of any. I think, yeah, nothing. I Ben just won a game of Fortnite. He's dancing. Um, <laughs> As Kylo Ren. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that you like that I hate. I can't. I couldn't think of any. I thought, fuck. Well, we might have stalled out on that one already. Yeah. The only thing I could say is we could do it, but it would just be me yelling at you about movies you like that I don't like, and I feel like that is. I've already. I already do that on every episode. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so you're number five. My number five comfort film would be The Predator, uh, just because I fucking love monsters. Yeah. I fucking love humor, and it's a marriage of both of those things. So it just makes that's a film that makes me happy. I would have never thought that that film was coming. But it makes sense for you because yeah. you love The Predator. But um, Yes, I do. I, I was able to get my hands on one of NECA's 2020 uh, San Diego Comic-Con Predator exclusives. Uh, obviously, Comic-Con was canceled this right. year. Uh, so they just put a set number of their exclusives on their website to um, uh, order. And, you know, they're going like, like that. And I asked Melissa to uh, order it for me. I explained to her, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. And, of course, it just sells out. Like that, but thanks to Dana, who's I'm at work during this time. Thanks to Dana, who I guess is scrolling Twitter, is seeing people complaining about what's happening. So I'm able to relay that information about to, to that to Melissa. Uh-huh. Like I guess you could only buy like two items each. Uh, there's a limit, and people who are buying more, their orders are getting canceled. canceled. Yep. So yep. I was like, babe, don't give up yet. Re- you know, refresh that page. And, don't don't do that. Don't give me hope. And uh, one of the exclusives. Uh, as, as a predator to predator recreating the scene whenever he gets uh, electrocuted by lightning uh-huh. the box when open and exposed to light uh, simulates the lightning effect which is fucking amazing uh, if we do a predator episode I'll do my favorite predator toys uh, which would be kind of hard because I have to describe them uh, verbally um, that would look so much cooler in the dark but in order to activate the lightning effect it has to be exposed to light so that's a great idea but just maybe not the best execution of the right. idea well, I'm glad you got it. Yeah, no, um, me too. That what what what, uh, what site was it on? Was it on NECA's actual site or who who did it? Right, uh, the NECA store. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, uh, and interestingly, they also put them in uh, Walmart's. Really? But you know, I didn't even try for all Walmart because like they they do like Walmart exclusives, like in general, like not convention exclusives. Huh. And all and our Walmart has never gotten one. Well, and plus you'd have to risk. Uh, uh, COVID-19. Touching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so I'd love the Predator. Yeah, I mean, I wish I did. You know, it was funny. I remember watching. I remember where I was. I was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Went and saw the movie by myself, mm-hmm. The Predator. Mm-hmm. And about 15 to 20 minutes in, I thought, <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. Like, fuck yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's it's not after that. Yeah. I, you know, once they get in that <laughs> RV, Eric, which um, we'll, we'll talk about, but once it like it's all cut up and, and all of a sudden it didn't make any sense. It, there, there's definitely some editing there. Right. And I feel bad for Shane Black and the whole situation, but I just, I don't know, but I can understand you loving it. Cause it's so much predator bullshit. The best part of the predator. Well, it's a spoiler is the end with the shield. Mm. When the shield goes over and it rips that dude in half, mm-hmm. cuts his uh, legs off. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That is really good. Uh, so that's the predator. It, it's, it's like the predator is a, is, is, is like, a huge bowl of great predator ideas that they weren't able to put in a good pattern. Right. Uh, so that was your number five. That was my number five. 
What's, so, what's yours, Doc? My number five is a film we talk a lot about, and it's it's uh, it's Wes Craven's Scream. Mm. And the reason why is That's it's a good pick. I was gonna say it's fucking Scream. You know, do you want to sit down and watch Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, fucking uh, David Arquette, Courtney Jamie Cox, Kennedy, Jamie Kennedy? Like, do you want to sit down and just enjoy Matthew Lillard? Matthew Lillard, just great fun. Um, you know. It's serious. You know, it has serious subject material towards the end, but it's also so satirical when it's that serious. You know, you've got you've got Stu and Billy just like shouting insane shit, so it's still fun. So you can watch it anytime and have a blast. But it's also like I wouldn't consider this a hangout film at all. Mm-mm. But I love hanging out with these characters. So like that's why I almost said Scream 2 because Scream 2 is so much fun as well. But I just, that first Scream, I, I feel like we all know it so well. Um, I don't have to think at all while I watch it, because mm. it, it's just, it's Scream. Uh, and, uh, you know, the opening, it's such a popcorn, no pun intended. Uh, it's such a popcorn film that, uh, uh, man, like it just makes me happy. It brings me so much joy every time I watch Scream. Uh, I, I just recently saw on Twitter, somebody cut together a short video of like all the time the killer like falls over or something. Oh and yeah. Scream. And I was like, this is just fucking awesome. And that's another thing I love about it. It's just like how it's like human. Yeah. The yep. film itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, drew Barrymore in the opening, but like I said, the, just basically I just, the characters are so much fun to hang out with Dewey, doofy. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Dewey. Um, smell my finger. I love that goddamn movie. I mean, <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I'm trying to get at with like this comfort movie thing is, is I know it so well. I almost, I, you get I get to turn my brain off and just hang out in Woodsboro, and I would I will I will take more of these people doing anything. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I love Scream. I fucking love Scream. And I, I fucking I, love Scream. I, I could have said Scream Two as well, just because of the co- the college atmosphere. I feel adds like you could have just it. said the franchise. Yeah, Scream franchise. And again, it's like it's like a it's like a warm blanket to hang out with these people. Yeah, you know, Sydney we, Prescott. We, we love these characters. I, I will take more of it. Any chance I get, and it sounds like we're going to get more. Did you watch Scream 4 in theaters? Yes, yeah. in Las Cruces, yep. Uh, I saw three in theaters as well, and I guess one and two were just too, uh, I was too young. Yeah. You know, in 97, I was nine Wow. When the first one dropped. Yep. Know. I would have been six. Um, I remember very specifically uh, a friend of mine uh, was going to have this big sleepover. Okay. And before the sleepover, we were going to go watch Scream 3 uh, in the theater. And no exaggeration, it's like 10 or 15 kids. Okay. And I hadn't seen a Scream uh, at that point. Uh-huh. And at that point, I was still scared of scary movies. Yes. And I was just so worried about going to watch Scream 3. But going with so many kids, I felt like, okay, I have to. I can't yeah. uh, uh, bitch out. So the first time, so the first scream I saw was actually Scream Three. That's crazy. And I saw it with a ton of kids. I have that same exact experience, but you're gonna laugh at what the movie was. Okay, lay it on me. It was actually U Bowl's House of the Dead. I went and with. You were scared to watch it. Well, I didn't know what it. I mean, okay. I, I know the video game. I had played it, but you know, I wasn't. You got to remember. I think that movie came out in 03. Okay, that makes me 12 years old. Okay, I think. God damn, duh. I'm pretty sure. So. If you think about it, I'm, I think that adds up. I mean, if it was 03, I am 12. That adds up. But I think it was 03 that that movie came out. And you were also with a large group of friends? Yeah, so it was actually Halloween night. 
It oh, was damn. Halloween night, and uh, the person's mom was like, oh, we're going to take you guys to a movie. And I was like, oh, what is it? And it was House of the Dead, and I was I was afraid to go. Remember, I'm like 12. Right. And so I'm, I'm into horror. I like horror, but I'm not, you know, just going all the time and like super. I'm a kid. Right. Uh, and, you know, that movie is not scary at all, so it wasn't scary. I wasn't scared of it at all. And then it was shortly after that, because that's 03. Shortly after that, I went and saw Saw, and it was kind of all downhill from there. Mm. Um, so I saw other things before Saw in theater. I'm just saying that I remember I remember that being a, a huge moment. Uh, let, let's Keeping this um, theater experience yeah. chain going, uh, I remember it was Halloween one year, the year Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, Ooh, came out. Love that movie. Uh, me too. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with my best friend. That's another thing we need to do. We need to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I'd be super into that. Um, I, I I feel like that's a good... Um, that's like the one major franchise we haven't touched yet. Or that's Hellraiser. Ooh. But, fuck. Ooh. I, I tried watching all the Hellraisers. Children of the I, Corn. I gave up. I think on like, what, Dead World is the internet one? It just maybe? stopped now. Okay. Deadnet, uh, Deadnet. I don't Dragnet. Know, uh, no, I. Uh, I think I made it to the Scott Derrickson one and then gave up. TCM is a great idea because those are all good and the, and they're like classics. Everybody knows them. Yeah. Uh, so it's Halloween. It, night. It'd be fun to revisit three and four, especially Leatherface and Next Generation, just because they're. I rewatched Next Generation with that new blue soonish, right? Recentish, right? And like, I think it's better than I remember. Yeah. I remember actually really liking it, but I would have watched that movie in probably two, I'm not joking, like 2007. So it was a long time ago. Because I feel like it's a commentary on the franchise. Okay. Not so much a horror film. Matthew and McConaughey I, and, and uh, Renee Zellweger. And I kind of feel like that's why it kind of gets shitted on. Yeah. Because it's kind of like shitting on itself. Um, so it's Halloween night. Text Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. I think has, you've told this story before. I probably have. I'm Go ahead. Ha- I'm hanging out with my best friend, Andrew Costanieta. Not me. And uh, have I said you ever before? No. And uh, and and we're you've with been his, consistent on that at and, least. And we're with his <laughs> girlfriend at the time. We're hanging out. I think we're getting food somewhere. I'm just gonna say McDonald's. Let's say Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And uh, so we're chilling. We're hanging out. And I'm like, guys, how are we gonna spend Halloween night together? You know, this is the night that we wait to to spend together, right? And he was like, I think just me, Andrew. I think just me and Erica are gonna go home. Hell yeah! And I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's Halloween night. So what did I do? Went to the theater by myself, and I enjoyed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Beginning. You know, I would have saw that in theater, but I do not remember my experience I, seeing it. I feel like you probably worked at the theater at that time, or is that too soon? Somewhere in there, I, yeah. I, I, I for sure saw it in theater. I just don't remember my experience at all. Um, another one I got, and if you got another one. Ben is saying that we may have saw it at the drive-in in Carlsbad, which I did, but I can't remember. it could be. But do you think we would have gotten that at our at our uh, at our actual theater? The, I don't remember. The beginning? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Okay, so then I would have saw it already because yeah. there's no way I waited to the drive-in to see. It. Okay, I just don't remember my experience with that movie at all. Uh, but I I fucking love that movie. Uh, one more I got. Yep, uh, the Allen Theater. They used to do like five dollar movie night on Thursdays. Yes, if the film was gonna leave. Yes, that Friday. And I remember it was Crimson Peak. Ooh. And don't fucking ooh that film, dog. <laughs> the only good thing about that movie is that Jessica Chastain. Don't fucking it. ooh that film, dog. And uh, this. I, but I'm sorry. That movie is pretty good. <laughs> I was just being an asshole. So uh, 
this is when the our Allen Theater was just like starting to go under construction. It was starting to go under, and well, I mean, it went under the day it opened. Whoa! And uh, it's so it's just like dusty as fuck <laughs> from like the, from like like literal dust. Like I could have put my finger on the seat in front yeah, of me and like wiped the dust line. And uh, so I and I remember thinking like, do I go or not? And I decided to go. You had to print out a coupon. I remember, so I give them my fucking five dollar coupon for. Is that Crimson how you Peak. saw Crimson Peak by myself on like the nine p.m. showing in just this dusty ass theater? Wow! And, and I loved it. it. It almost felt like the dustiness just kind of like almost fit the aesthetic of Crimson Peak. Like, nice. like that was the way I should have seen yeah. Crimson Peak, and I did. Yeah. Uh, I have a random theater experience. If you want me to tell it, lay it on me. I remember going to see The World's End. Okay. Uh, which is Edgar Wright's final film of the Cornetto trilogy. Correct. And uh, I went, I want to say it with Andrew, shout out to Andrew. And I remember, you know, that film was about drinking, right? It's about a uh, a beer crawl is what it's Correct. about. And uh, I remember on the surface, as the film was ending, uh, I heard all these people get up behind us and all I heard was beer bottles uh, <laughs> just mixing around and dropping all over the floor. Ding, 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 ding. And I was like, fuck yeah. I, I, they were smart. They snuck in like, I don't know how they got it in. But they, they literally, we saw it. It was like a 30-pack. It was a 12. They don't make 30-packs of bottles, but you get what I'm getting at. I, I, got, a, I got another similar one. Uh, my older brother. You, you've told this story before. Oh, okay. Gets, gets me into Freddy vs. Jason. Yes. I'm like hyped as hell because I can't get into Freddy vs. Jason. We sit down, and he opens this fucking big-ass jacket to pull out a six-pack. And I was like, God damn it. I'm not going to be able to enjoy, enjoy this because I'm going to be uncomfortable with you getting faded. Did he? Uh, was he wearing like a big trench coat jacket? It was something big enough that he was just like had it like, you know. In his, was like, he wearing trip pants as well? No. Damn it. But, uh, you know, it was something Did your that brother he could ever wear get. trip pants? No, my brother was like, like, that's why I enjoy like black, like film yeah. is because like, that's what like he was into. You know, I was watching juice right at a young age because like, that's what he was. You recently into. rewatched the house party films. I did uh house party one and two. Did I'd you? never seen two for the first time. And now I'm getting, uh, berated on Twitter. Yep. Cause I guess, uh, my opinion of house party two wasn't very high. On letterboxd. On letterboxd. Yeah. Follow me on letterboxd. Yes. I'll follow you on letterboxd. So with all of that. Yeah. Eric, I think we can talk your number four. My number four of your comfort films. Yes. Uh, This is a film I've been wanting to revisit, and this is a film that definitely makes me happy, even if it's a film that uh, he was not there for the entire production. I'm talking about Lucio Fulci's Zombie 3. Oh, wow. And let me tell you why this film kind of has a special... I want this Blu-ray really bad, but I haven't bought it. Uh, I remember it being I saw it in like 2008... And I borrowed your DVD. Yes. Yes. It was a Shriek Show DVD. And I and I, I actually remember thinking it was really good, but I have not seen it since then. Uh, so, I mean, obviously I had seen Zombie by the time I had seen Zombie 3. But I think right. Italian cinema was just so new to me still. And so it was just kind of like this, like, I wouldn't call it like the tip, but it was just like my further down spiral into like oh shit like this is something i'm really into yeah and it's just like kind of like so italian it's just kind of like so wacky like there's a part with the zombie with the machete there's a part with the flying decapitated head mm-hmm. um just like seeing that for the first time it was like developing my love for for the genre and i think that's why it kind of holds this special place uh, in my heart i would almost say i would go zombie three over zombie whoa zombie is like a masterpiece right but it's also kind of like slow it is and very slow a, and it's a bit more i guess seriousness for sure whereas zombie three is just kind of like let's hang out 
Let's have fun. More. Right, exactly. The music is good. The uh, music is great. I was going to say, Zombie 3 has that theme, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, it's one of the best Italian... Oh, my God. One of the best Italian themes I've ever heard. And it's just kind of, like, real icky. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So... How's that blue look? Uh, who did that? Severin? Severin did that blue. Uh, it's been a minute since I've seen it. I feel like it was okay. Um, Zombie 3 is one film that I... Makes me happy. I wish I had more to say about it. I've seen it. I saw it one time, like, I'm not 10 years ago. Right. So I want to see it again. Uh, I believe it was Bruno Matai. Matai, yeah. Uh, that took over uh, directorial duties. I guess there's there's two different stories. One, he got sick, the uh, Fulci, and the other one, he just wasn't getting along with, like, the producers yeah. or something. And then he made that fucking ter- Shocking Dark. Is that what that's called? Shocking Dark fucking sucks, yeah. duh. And you bought it. I fucking Bruno Matai is a director that I want to like. But his trash is like genuine trash. Yeah. You know, it's like there's like trash cinema that's just like, this is fucking fun. This is tight. It's a fucking flying decapitated head. And then there's Leprechaun 4 in space. Right. And then and then there's Bruno Mattei fucking doing... Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done, Eric? He has a <laughs> RoboCop like Predator ripoff that... What is it? Should be my favorite movie in the world. I can't think of the title, but it's like they're being hunted by like a RoboCop type killer in the in in the jungle, huh? And um, I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. But I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my number four was Fulci and Matei's Zombie Three. What a pick! What a pick! <laughs> what a pick! You know how to pick. What them. a surface. Yeah. So my number four is kind of a mix of two films, and it's easy. It's you're gonna know immediately. I mean, it's so my number four comfort film is Evil Dead, hmm. and so Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two is kind of what I'd say. I mean, you could put either of them on. My favorite is Evil Dead, uh, the first film, but um, you know, obviously, this is again sort of a, a tra- you know hang out in a cabin in the woods and deadites. You know, so this is a great. As, as you notice, like, I like hangout movies. I like mm-hmm. destination movies. And, of course, this has slasher elements, um, ensemble films where people, several people come to a place and die in some fashion. Uh, I guess that's the horror genre as a whole. But uh, I love Evil Dead. I mean, obviously. But as a comfort film, you know, well, what should we watch? Well, fuck, I don't know. Well, fuck it. Evil Dead. Because it's so goddamn good. You can't go wrong. And it's a blast. And, again... I know how it, I've seen it so many times. I don't have to think when I watch it. It's like, you know, I know what's around the corner. I know what's, you know, so it's just such a, a, a nice blanket to put on. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything about evil dead. Classic. I, think, I, think that's I, I wish, me. I wish we could attend one of these drive-in screens. Oh, I know. That's happening right now. I know. I had another random story, uh, that I've told on the podcast, but who knows if anybody's heard it. You want me to tell it? Wait so, on me. When I saw everyone's heard me say it. So if you're a friend of mine, you've heard this story as well. Um, when well, I, I guess saw- I haven't heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw The Last Exorcism. Okay. You've heard this story. I have heard this story. Uh, I was in Las Cruces. I went to a midnight screening of it. Not at 10 o'clock. A literal midnight. They stopped doing midnights after a certain point. Remember they started doing 10 o'clock? It was genuinely midnight at one yeah. point. Genuinely a midnight film. Went to go see it. Stood in line. Got in. Sat down. And, you know, that film has a preacher character that's sort of trying to disprove, um, I would say, religion almost as a whole. Mm -hmm. He's sort of a disenfranchised, um, disenchanted preacher who has lost his way and no longer believes. Correct. And so he's going to go to prove that, like, this exorcism is fake. It's bullshit. Right. And and doesn't he also have, like, 
he thinks he could like save a life. Right. Because like children have died during exorcisms. Right. And then, yeah. So that's the premise. And you have this preacher that um, is basically, you know, it's a documentary team that goes with them. This is a found footage film. And they uh, are sort of saying things about religion throughout the entire film. And one of them is, I'll never forget, the guy goes, well, if you believe in God, then you have to believe in the devil. And I remember somebody behind me said, no, you don't. <laughs> Out loud, like loud as fuck. No, fuck that. No, you don't. Something like that. And I was like, what? And that's like, like halfway into the film. Well, first of all, it's a, it's a movie about exorcism. Right. So who, who gives a fuck about anything? Um, related to the real world or to your spirituality or whatever. It's a fucking movie about, it's a found footage film, first of all. Right. About an exorcism, which realistically, in my opinion, is probably not real. But maybe that guy is super into it. I don't know. Right. But that guy, no, you don't. <laughs> the whole theater hears it. It's a midnight screening. Isn't that just the worst when people want to just voice their dumbass opinions? Yeah. And it's like, who gives a fuck if you do or you don't? It doesn't matter. It's a, a horror movie. So anyways... That happens, and then there was towards, and I don't remember what it specifically happened, but the preacher character says something against religion again, which is funny because the film, you know, he's trying to disprove it, and the film is actually saying it's real. Right, it ends up being real. Right, which I'm not saying is a state, it's it's not making a statement on anything, it's just in the film. That's just like the twist. Right, in the film, the religion and the demon and all that is real. Right. In the film. Uh, but they never got to that because something happened. The preacher said something they didn't like. We're about 30 to 40 minutes in. They got up and left? They they stood up and said, fuck this movie. I'm not kidding. The whole crowd turns around, and I watched him and his wife or his girlfriend get up and walk out the back door. Fuck this movie to the whole theater. Wow. And it wasn't because it was scary. It was because they disagreed with like the religious aspects. Right. You went to a midnight screening of a the film called Exorc The Last Exorcism. And you give a fuck about what right. a film is saying about that. Uh, it was hilarious. Fuck this movie. Got up and left. Greatest moment. Uh, I remember thinking, man, I love this movie. That was awesome. I think the only time I've ever been involved in a theatrical showing where somebody left. Oh, uh, I've been in several. Uh, I, I, I saw Bruno at yep. the fucking drive-in and fucking cars were just leaving during so Bruno. We, we saw Bruno in uh, Roswell uh -huh. and people got up and left. We saw it in a theater. Um, another walkout experience that I I had was um, I saw Only God Forgives mm. in a theater. And that's fair. People got up and walked out of that. Um, I can't remember. There's another one that's just like Only God Forgives that people walked out of. Uh, oh, people. Oh, two little girls behind me when we saw The Witch in... Uh, fucking! I think they had snuck in because it was rated R. Mm -hmm. We saw it in Roswell, and they, uh, when when well, fuck, I can't spoil it. Someone speaks mm -hmm. at the end of the witch, and when that happened, they, oh my god, fuck this, and they ran out the back door of the theater. I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I was scared by the witch when I saw yeah. it theatrically. That I put my my feet on the on the seat in front of mine because I was like. It was like that feeling of like, oh, someone's going to grab me. Right. Like the witch creeped me out that much. Yeah. I love the witch. When I saw it theatrically. Um, I have more. I've been I've been to several films where people have walked out. It's weird. Yeah. But you know, in Crucis, there's a lot, Las Crucis, there's a lot of old people that go to movies. Mm. And so I'll end up in like, you know, Only God Forgives or you know what? I went and saw Mother, uh, Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Mm. And there were several old people in there. And I think there were like four or five walkouts during that movie. Uh, I because have, you know how violent it gets and all that stuff. Right. Uh, I have walked out of a film, but I returned. 
uh, Hardcore Henry. It was making me physically ill. Really? I was just like, I feel like shit right now. You know, now. I never ended up seeing Hardcore Henry. It, it, I mean, and like, I don't think I'm a motion sickness guy. You know, like found footage films don't do that to me, but Hardcore Henry is just that times like 50 that I got up. Like, I just needed a break from I have the a, fucking film. I have a lame story. I've only walked out of one movie ever. And actually left? And but For it had, good? Yes. Okay. But it had nothing to do with the movie. Okay. What happened? So, yeah, take a shit? Nope. It was nearing midnight. And they stopped selling alcohol in uh, New Mexico at midnight. And I what thought the film movie was, was it? It, was, it was Gangster Squad. Oh. And I, I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't even care about this movie. I'm not going to be able to buy beer before midnight. <laughs> what the fuck? So I just wow. left, got in wow. my car, so drove to the gas squad, station huh? and bought beer. Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that was, anyways, uh, that, I think my number four was Evil Dead. Yes. Your number four was Zombie, Zombie 3. Three. Um, and so our number three top five comfort film, Eric, you go. Uh, it is Fred Decker's The Monster Squad. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this was a film that you had on your honorable mentions. Uh, you know, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. E-Dog loves monsters. And I love the universal monsters. Yeah. And I hope I don't get my horror card revoked because if I'm being uh, brutally honest, I've only seen Frankenstein, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. I've never seen Dracula. I've never seen Mummy. And I've never seen uh, the Wolfman. But here we get all of those characters yep. in a child adventure film. Kids and, on bikes. And and it's as awesome as that sounds. If I had a nitpick, the Monster Squad is that we don't get enough creature. Yeah. But this is just a fun, feel-good film where I get to hang out with kids and monsters. Yeah. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a kid who hangs out with monsters. Monster- I can't think of anything more comfortable than that. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, Monster Squad is basically... The perfect it's a fantasy film. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's wish fulfillment. Right there, you go. Uh, yeah. you, get, you get to hang out Frankenstein's monster. Right in your clubhouse. The, I was gonna say the best part is like the, the the little girl that makes the the friendship with Frankenstein's monster. Right, uh, all of that is so good. Um, the ending, it's like way bigger than you'd expect. Right, like how open up the portal. I was just gonna say like how big it gets and how stupid it is. Um, I love I love the part when like the cool like older kid. He's just like shooting stakes at like uh, Dracula's brides. Yes, and yes. He's calling them skinks. Yeah. It's some good stuff. Uh, I, I do. I love Monster Squad. That's yeah. why I put it on there. Um, it's such an easy blanket to throw on because it's you're like hanging out with fun kids, fun monsters. Um, it's always the hard thing with the creature because like how, how do you. Because he's supposed to be near water. I was just going to say like how do you do that? Right. Um, man, I have, a, I have this badass creature from the Bakugoon. Uh steelbook that i got from uh best buy and i recently rewatched that movie and it's really good like creature from the black Lagoon as a film is really oh, good yeah uh one of the things i got for my birthday is a universal monster coloring and activity book oh i saw you put that on twitter and uh one of the activities is a universal monster um crossword puzzle yeah and it's the best thing ever like i almost wish i didn't do it like I like you know I wrote on it like it like I think it would have been fun to have like made a copy of it and, and like given it to you to do like I like I thought it was that fun that's awesome I enjoyed myself that much doing it and well, how'd you get that uh, it was a birthday present uh, from Melissa oh and, happy birthday by oh, the way yeah thank you I had uh, a birthday as well but that's okay yeah uh, in June yep I'm a July baby um, how old are you now Eric uh, 32 it's <laughs> uh, not that bad I'm 29 it's not that bad Super Seven the toy company they did it. Oh, that's and, sick. And that's where she got it from, the Super 7 web store. That's badass. Yeah, so uh, Monster Squad Monster is my Squad. third favorite or comfort horror film. 
Wait, that's three Fred Decker films we've talked. I, I was just going to say yeah, that. Yeah, it just hit me because uh, I mentioned uh, Night of the Creeps. Yep, I said Predator. Predator, which is written by him. And then now Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. That's yeah. crazy. Fred Decker's a good writer. Yeah. Um, well, he did Robocop 3. Ooh, well, we don't got to talk about shit. that. Uh, so my number three is, so uh, this is the sequel I have on my list. And the funny thing about this sequel is it's not my favorite of the franchise. Okay. This is not my favorite Friday the 13th film. My favorite Friday the 13th film is uh, part, part two. Four. Oh, it's part two. Okay. Uh, I love part two because I love Amy Steele. But, um, you know, that film, I like it so much. I actually kind of care uh, about it. Like, I, I don't want to ruin that movie. So I'm not, if I had to throw on a Friday the 13th film, okay. I've said this before. In my opinion, the ultimate Friday the 13th film is actually the final chapter. It's part mm. four. Because I feel like this just fucking has it all. It just has it all. I think this is the ultimate Jason. This is the best Jason looks in the entire franchise. It has Crispin Glover dancing. It has the twins dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, it has uh, dead fuck. Dead fuck. Crisp, yep. Crispin Glover. You dead fuck. Um, it, it has it all. You know, it has uh, fucking um, Corey Feldman, uh, right? You're yep. looking at me. You're looking at me weird. As as the small child. Yep. Yeah. Uh, makes horror movie masks. And Jason looks so good. And it's it's you know mean spirited at times. They they throw one of the twins out the window in a storm. Um, Crispin Glover gets fucked up with the axe and his. Oh, I'm sorry, with the machete. Um, this is just to me. If someone that does not watch horror films, you said Jason Voorhees. I would I would say just watch this movie. Don't you don't have to care about mythology or anything. This is the film to watch. Right. Um, I remember Jamie, shout out to Jameson Lucas. What's up, bud? Um, he was going to show on Friday 13th, he was going to show a, a movie at Milton's Brewing. And uh, he was asking me which one to show. And I was like, well, I wouldn't play the first one because Jason's not in it. And people associate Friday the 13th with Jason Voorhees. And I, and I was like, well, two is my favorite, but he's wearing a bag on his head. So I wouldn't show that movie. And uh, I was like, you know what? You should play the final chapter because in my opinion, it's the the most Jason film. Now, of course, if you want to talk it, you know, six is wild and fun and dumb. Uh, but I feel like four is like still the pure Friday 13th Jason film. I feel like that's what most people would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Where like, you know, I love six Jason lives, but that's where it becomes comical and kind of dumb and, and more of like almost like a, a joke uh, film. And I don't, I feel like Jason does not look as good in that movie for sure. Uh, that's where he's just like a man wearing clothes mm. almost where like, he's got like a fucking utility belt and shit. I was just going to say that we're like in, in four and final chapter, he's still like a mongoloid, right? Like, um, rocking the button down. That movie is so goddamn good. So anyways, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, this movie is a security blanket for me where it's like, Oh, what do I want? I want a slasher. One of my favorite slashers of all time. I want Jason Voorhees hacking up teenagers. So, so there you go. I love Friday the 13th for the final chapter. Eric, what's your number two? My number two comfort film. And I feel like this really fits the definition of comfort because of how feel good it is. Yeah. Uh, and it could be both films because there's a sequel to this film. Uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. This is such an enjoyable film because of the cast of characters. Um, these are kids that I want to hang out and spend time with, but I guess the, the ultimate comfort is the, the message of the film, knowing that we can start off as shitty people, yep. but we always have tomorrow to be better. 
And, you know, I have to say every time when we talk about those movies, uh, the main character played by Jessica Roth is so, so like, I love tree. So good. Yeah. In those two movies, like that, if that character was played by someone else, not as good in that role, Mm -hmm. like that's that likable, that that has that much charisma that she carries the film. Um, that would probably be just like another Blumhouse movie that was okay. Right. But she is so good in that. Um, did you see that the, who's the, uh, Christopher Landon, correct? He struck a deal with like Blumhouse and I think universal to do something big and something else. He's doing something with Vince Vaughn next. That's right. Like, I think they shot it already. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. Um, which how weird he made those two movies and now we're like, we can't wait for something from Christopher Landon just because of how good those two movies are. Um, on that note, you know, I kind of feel like we like take two or we defend like the classic horror films. Sure. Uh, you were just talking about how much you love Jason. Yeah. I feel like Happy Death Day in a, is an example of a modern horror film where, like, I already feel like that. Right. Like, I feel like I already love and want to defend uh, Happy Death Day. Yeah. It's just already a, a character that I care so much about. Yeah. I mean, it's unreasonably good, like, especially when you look towards the other films that they make that could be. This is why I'm bringing this up, is this could be, like, a truth or dare you remember right, that exactly. Blumhouse movie? And, you know, who I don't give a fuck about Truth right. or Dare. Or even Ma, which Ma is fine. I enjoyed watching Ma. Uh, Same category-ish. I, stuff. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. But, you know, teen Blumhouse film. And it's nowhere near like Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day is like a classic already to us. Yeah. Um, and, and it's crazy when you start to look at it, like what Blumhouse has done, where like they'll just randomly have these. And that's why Antebellum, because that's Blumhouse, right? I thought it was. I'm not sure. I think that's Blumhouse. You know, I thought it was uh, Lionsgate. Oh, shit. Sure. Th- you're probably right. Uh, let's just say then Candyman. Um, that's why these films are so exciting. I feel like we get hype because Blumhouse could either be like teeny bopper, not that good, or like one of the best movies of the year. Right. Um, you Their know, spectrum is. Yeah. It, it, it could be so good or pretty bad. Um, Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Okay. Antibella. I had that completely wrong. Um, but yeah. So anyways, I what's fucking line, love... What's Antebellum rated? I think it's R. I'll be more interested if it's R. That's crazy Lionsgate's going to put that out on... I thought it was Blumhouse, so it so made sense. So is Candyman Lionsgate? No. 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 Let's see. Go look. Hang on, Eric. Eric's uh, uh, looking on his phone. We've got Colby barking in the background as well. What is he even barking at, Ben? Barking at the balloons placed on oh, okay. The I moved some birthday oh, balloons off the table to the stairs. MGM. MGM, okay. For Candyman. But it's Blumhouse. Isn't it Blumhouse for MGM? Oh, it just says production company MGM. Huh. Well, this has gone off, off the, the rails. rails. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyways, your number two is uh, Christopher Landon's Happy Death Day. And I couldn't agree more. Like, Fright Rags made those shirts. And I remember when they came out. I thought, oh, that's cool. They did Happy Death Day shirts, and now as the years have gone by, it's like, oh, I should have got one of those. Right? Like that—that—that's how good those two movies are. So, my number two, number two, G. You know, I'm—I shuffled these two films around, my one and two of comfort films, because if—if if you asked me, what's the one horror movie you could put on at any minute and have a laugh, enjoy yourself, and just love the film and not give a fuck about anything in the world? My answer would have been my number two, which I feel like should be my number one. So let's just say this could be my number one too. Okay. The film I think of when I thought of when I thought of doing this list, 
it's uh it's Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Because I just feel like Shaun of the Dead is the horror movie to throw on and then just and just enjoy myself. Like if I can't think of something, we watched it recently, me and my brother and his wife. It's like, oh, let's just watch Sean. Because it's so fucking good. Let's just hang out with Sean. It's perfect. It's perfect. And you know what? This cat this number two should just be any Edgar Wright film. Mm. Any film directed by Edgar Wright. And you know what sucks? In like a month, we should be seeing in theater last night in Soho, his new film. I thought you were going to say how problematic Baby Driver became. Go uh, ahead. Well, that's just because of <laughs> what's his name. But uh, no, it, we should be seeing his new film. And now You're it's right. delayed to next year. Um, and it's a horror film. Yeah. And it's fucking, and it's inspired by uh, Italian cinema. Yeah. So holy Hell shit. Yeah. Um, anyways. One Night in Soho? One Night in Soho. Mm. So, you know. I feel like I shouldn't go on. It's Shaun of the fucking Dead. Yeah, you guys should know it. Yeah. I feel like we talk several of these films every episode, but when I think of comfort film, this is it. It's Shaun of the Dead. This is it. Um, I do have a number one, which we talk every fucking episode of this podcast, so I don't have a lot to say. But um, yeah, I mean, Shaun of the Dead is, you know, we say a lot of things are one of the greatest movies ever made. I really think that this has become the legacy of this film and Edgar Wright. Like, this is top five horror ever made it's like you could do you know four prestige films and then number five would be Shaun of the dead Mm. like that's how good it is so i don't know i guess i'll just leave it at that i don't have a lot to say we talk fucking Shaun of the dead all the fucking time um just hanging out with nick frost and simon pegg in a zombie apocalypse um well it's funny you just at least it, it, it like the word perfect popped into my head yeah like, it is perfect. Well, at least it's not the end of the world. Right. Boom. I'm not going to say if you love her, let her go, or that there's plenty of other fish in the sea, but eh, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> and then the, okay. hand, the hand hits the window, doo, and they, they, everybody looks at it. It's unreasonably good. So good. Like, unreasonably good. Uh, All so right, G. My number two is Shaun of the Dead. We're down to my number one comfort film, and my definition is going to change again. Okay. Uh, this time, uh, my definition for comfort is going to mean physically. Okay, I like that. Okay, so what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, my number one comfort film is Stuart Gordon's fucking masterpiece, Reanimator. Okay, right, cool. Exactly. Cool. So why? Uh, there was a point. Barbara in time, Crampton, and that's it. Just we can just go home. <laughs> See you later. Uh, so I said, I said physically comfort, right? That is Barbara Crampton, right? Or is that Bride? No. She's not in bread. That's she, right. That's what spoiler it is. Spoiler alert. She so, Okay. So that's how I my brain got fucked up because I was like, wait, she's not in one of them. It's bride. Go ahead. Uh Dan, the character of Dan is in Bride. Right. Um anyways, Barbara Crampton. Go ahead. Let's do a reanimator episode two. I I watched them all. I watched uh Beyond Reanimator, and you know what? I liked Beyond Reanimator. I like Beyond too. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so there was a time. When uh, when Easy was a young lad. All right. I, I would just be like, I was I'm like, fuck it, Dom. I'm going to take a nap. And I would turn on Netflix just for like background notes. Oh, this is perfect. Okay. And there's literally, it's Netflix. I could have put on anything, but I would always go to Reanimator. Oh, yeah. And just hearing fucking, you know, Herbert go, you know, I gave him life after that dude's eyes burst out. And then the ripoff psycho score hits. I was out. Yeah. I, it would just put me to sleep. For some reason, Reanimator was just so comfortable to me. What is the note? Cat dead. Uh, details later. Details later. <laughs> um, I'll explain it later. Your cat's dead. Yeah. Uh, Reanimator was just... 
I'd get a little napping. Not because, and that's not a knock. Yeah, no, yeah, I got you. I'm just saying it's like a film I like so much that I just I was comfortable. Well, and that's with what I was it. getting at. You're you know it so well yeah. that you're comfortable with. I'm the just film. gonna low off to it. Yeah, yeah. So number one comfort film horror film for me is Reanimator. I love it, Doug. That's a you know I was gonna put it on there, but. I don't feel like Reanimator has defined me like I feel like it has you in certain ways. Um, I really like Reanimator, but I came to Reanimator later. Mm. I only saw Reanimator about six years ago, maybe. So That's right, duh. I I know. So I haven't had it as long as you have. Uh, but I mean, I love it, and I love Barbara Crampton in that movie. Uh, you see her titties. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, number one. What if we got canceled? Because I, I always bring up seeing women's titties. Oh, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> I'm waiting for this. He always says, "What film you can see which actress's titties in?" Yes, that's correct. You, you should start a website. Oh, there already is one. It's there, called Mr. Skin. Yep. Uh, when is Mr. No. Skin going to get canceled? I think maybe people just accept Mr. Skin you're, for what it you're is. You're supposed to say, "Oh, I hope it doesn't." <laughs> uh, okay, my number one is is literally a film. So I, you know, you're gonna sigh. I'm gonna sigh because it's it's my number one comfort movie. Um, if I think of man, I don't know what to watch, and it's not The Burbs or Jaws. So like we threw those out of there. Um, it's actually The Cabin in the Woods. Hmm. We talk it a lot. We don't have a lot to say about this movie because we fucking talk about it every episode. But uh, hell, I rewatched it recently. Uh, my buddy Jamie, shout out to Jamie, uh, came over. We didn't have anything to do, and he was like, "Well, you want to watch something?" He's like, uh, "I don't know." And I was like, "What about just Cabin in the Woods?" And literally, just threw it on and just enjoyed every goddamn minute of it. It's so good. Everyone in it's so good. Uh, I think I'm gonna get some power tools and liberate my cabinets this weekend. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I know every frame of this movie by heart. I know every line. You know. Um, Mordecai, baby. <laughs> well, I I don't want to be on speakerphone. I don't know who's in the room. Oh, okay, it, it's off. The lambs have come through the <laughs> to slaughter. Uh, it's Did you so say good. Pop tarts. Yeah, pop tarts. Um, a giant bong in your father's van. What are you stoned? <laughs> um, he sees farther than them. Uh, it's so good. I, you know, everyone in this, it's such a delightful, like, I, I don't use that word lightly. This is, oh, you get it? Uh, this is the most delightful cast, like, ever. Uh, ben has something to say. What's up, Ben? Uh, I was going to mention that I uh, recently stayed in the cabin in the woods, and one uh, Chainsaw Massacre made sure to point that out in the comments of my Instagram picture. Ben is saying that he recently stayed at a cabin in the woods uh, over the weekend. Did you find a book bound in human flesh and inked in human blood? Uh, that and many other things. That and many other things. Uh, and that ben, sounds like a weekend. Had, my bets were on the merman, but I'm not a very good gambler. A fucking merman. Ben is uh, over there telling us that Shane saw made sure to point out in the comments that he was at the cabin in the woods. Um, yeah, the merman. The fucking just everything. E-Dog's never played Fright Night. Fortnite. Oh, thank God. Ben, don't keep, please, don't keep, start. Keep going, G. Um, I don't know what else, you know, what other things can we quote from this movie? Because there's so many. Uh, right. his, my, his, my arm is all hacked and et, and he had a hub's, husband's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. And you know what? It's written by Joss Whedon. Now Joss Whedon is getting canceled, so I don't know what's going on. Why is Joss Whedon getting canceled? Uh, the whole uh, fucking Justice League thing. With Ray Fisher and the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know what's uh, going on. Uh, and I, I'm just saying. Uh, that's a bummer. But you know what? This is Drew Goddard. This so, is Drew Goddard. And Drew Goddard also ended up doing uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. And that movie's really good. Like, really I good. I need to give it another chance. Um, that movie has, like, an extremely similar structure. 
Like even down to there's things underground, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, it's so good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, have you gone gray? Uh, I love this movie. I love, I mean, little scenes in this movie where, uh, Jules is like, you know, okay, I'm, 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 I'm getting self-conscious. Tell me you like it about her hair. I mean, little things about this movie. I, I just think the script, this is probably, you know, we say perfect, you know, Shaun of the Dead is a perfect movie. And I think Cabin in the Woods is literally a perfect movie. Like this is a perfect movie. Um, and you know, it's fun. It's breezy. I know every frame of it. So this is like the best, uh, blanket, warm blanket I can put on this and Shaun of the Dead are the easiest, you know what, throw it on. We'll drink some beer, hang out, and then not think about anything. Cause they're so good. Good picks. Cabin in the Woods. What else, Eric? Oh, you know what? Since we're done with our comfort foods. Yes, what you got? Um, I was just going to say we could BS about what our next episode should actually be. Okay. We were recently talking about um, Blade. Blade or Predator? Yeah, we were talking. Predator is a great. I think Predator is a better idea because it's six More films, films. To, dis- to, to discuss. Um, and then what was the other one we just came up with and now I've already forgotten it? It was Predator and... Blade? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Films that we don't like or that... But that oh. you like... I. Can you think of any film that you do, that you don't like that I like? I don't. I feel like. I mean, did you like Babadook? I, you liked Babadook, right? Yeah, but I'm not like as strong as right. You feel about it? That 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 would be an easier episode, but it's not. I don't dislike it. Right. And I and I guess it would just be me yelling at you probably the whole time. Yeah. I don't feel as strong about it. Yeah. What else, Eric? What else do we have to say before we leave? That was our well, top I, five I guess comfort if, films. If you guys have an idea for us, please. Uh, Tweet us. I, you know, I feel, I feel like everybody has ideas, but then it's like... In, but they're never fucking good. <laughs> like, y'all suck dick and no. y'all can't do this. Not at all. Uh, but in practice, it's always like... Uh, like, Blade was three films. So, like, what would I we think, talk about? I think we should aim for smaller um, uh, Aim episodes. smaller. That's what Eric yes. wants us to do. I think we should aim for smaller episodes, like Reanimator. If you if we would record more often, fucking ever, because then I, I I don't know I feel like we just need to get an episode out for sure, and I think it'd be easier if we just do little one two shots, you know, like that's what um Nightmare on Film Street does though, like they'll just discuss Shout out. like two films, you know, and here we are. I've never listened to an episode, so I don't know how the structure works. But I, I see that they do. Uh, they don't do fucking big you, lists you, like you we wanna, do. You want to talk about a podcast that's working way harder than we are? Nightmare on Film Street. They like they have a website. Sure, they have like multiple things emerge. They have like contributors. They, yeah, they have contributors. They like uh, they have podcasts that come out on time. Yeah, like could you imagine that? No, <laughs> no, I no. But uh, man, they do so much. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, is this where we should bring up Shockwaves at all again? It's just gone. It's fucking def- defunct now. I guess I just can't believe that. All I mean, there's. I, still- I said this last episode. Now's our time. There's st- and then we took two months, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we can't get together. I just I need more shockwaves. There's still three of them. I mean, you know, sure. I don't want to get into it again. What, sure. well, we don't know, but uh, there's still three of them. So what's going on with that? Rebrand it. I you know I got a shockwave shock shirt. POV. Boom, fixed it for him. Ooh, shock POV. Yeah, waves POV. Killer shock. Killer shark. Killer wave. Boom, I fixed it for him. <laughs> Killer Waves not bad because it was Shock Waves. Right. 
Um, they should just think of another film in that guy's filmography. Who is that? That did Shockwaves, that movie? I don't know who directed that film. Uh, they should just like, and then it'd be an inside joke and be like, call it, you know, whatever the other fucking movie Dead is. and Gone? Sure. Did he do that? I have no idea. Okay. Let, let's let's not derail the, ep- the the end of the episode with, uh, what did that film, what did that guy direct? Well, let's not derail it with that. And also I brought up like a problematic thing with Shockwaves and the whole thing. It was funny because I ordered a Twin Peaks shirt from, uh, uh, Fright awesome Rags. Mysterious Secrets. Okay. Fright Rags. And when I ordered it, I was like, you know what? I have a coupon. I had a 10% coupon. Okay. Hey. Shout out. Money Actually, off. Money off. You know what I got it from? A smaller podcast. I wish I didn't say smaller because that sounds bad. But we were talking like Shockwaves, which is like the biggest. Um, there's podcast Spooky Dudes uh, cast. I, I think it's Spooky Dudes podcast. Um, they had a code. And it was 10% off. So anyway, shout out to them. Oh, cool. Hey, uh, we're not giving out coats. No, I wish we could. Right. Uh, shout out Shock, uh, Fright Rags. No, so anyways, when I was ordering the Twin Peaks shirt, I think this is before Shockwaves got like canceled with with uh, the whole situation that's going on. Sure. Um, and uh, I also ordered- One bad apple. There was, a, there was a sale and one of them was the Shockwaves logo. Mm. And so I got that in. And now I'm like, well, fuck, the podcast is like dead. And I, it just came. Oh, it was a pre-order for the Twin Peaks shirt. So I ordered it before this happened. The shirt came in way after. So now it's like, fuck. Mm. I have this shirt for a podcast. I guess it doesn't exist anymore. And also one member possibly harassed women. Right. Which is not a good place to be. Right. I think. Uh, no, sir. I don't think we should end it. We shouldn't end it on that. Okay. What, else, what else could we end this I'll on? I'll tell where we can end it. We, you, where, where you can find us. Yeah. I'm Keegsta on Twitter. I Follow am. me. I don't. I tweet a bunch of stupid shit that nobody gives a fuck about. Uh, Go if you, Pats. If you care about the Predator and mediocre skateboarding, you can find me at Eric Cruz 138. I know. I feel like your Twitter personality is like, it's be, it's becoming a little bit of a monster. Uh, all I do is tweet about Skater XL now because it's so fucking right. good. Yep. Uh, but you can find the pod uh, at Ghoul Squad FM on Twitter Everywhere. and Instagram, right? You can find us on T Public at Ghoul Squad. Just search for us. And just remember, when you're hankering for another episode, all you have to do is, is peer pressure me on peer Twitter. Peer pressure and guilt Eric off into At it. Eric Cruz 138. And he will risk his life for the good. For the greater good. Hot fuzz. The greater good. The greater good. Okay. Well, right, it's been that's, fun. That's we love you. Shit. I think we got two hours. Um, we hope that you don't hate us and we hope that you don't disapprove. Uh, remember to <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> like Different. and subscribe. I'm joking. I'm joking. All right. Uh, what do you want to commit to? You want to randomly commit to the fucking predator idea? Uh, duh. And then guess what? Six months go by and doy. Oh, here's our catch up episode because we missed six months. Man, wouldn't it be nice to fast forward six months right now? Fuck yeah. Get us out of this shit. This shit. All right, everybody. We love you. Uh, we hope you're doing well. Everybody stay safe, stay safe out there. And you know what? Wear a goddamn mask. Yes, wear a mask, assholes. <laughs> assholes? That's right. I called you non-mask people assholes. And now it's time. Pulls you back off, right? Pulls you back off. All right, goodbye, everybody. Oh, you can't stop! Oh, you can't stop! Oh, you can't stop!